93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Final day of February. It's the 28th of Thursday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, President Trump's Trump summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un came to an abrupt and early end without a deal between the two countries on Thursday. During a press conference after the talks concluded in the Vietnamese capital, Trump described them as a very productive time. However, the president also said that he felt it wasn't a good thing to be singing in agreement. It was a very interesting two days, and I think actually it was a very productive two days, Trump said, but sometimes you have to walk, and this was just one of those times. The press conference was hastily moved up by nearly two hours when the talks concluded. A schedule for Thursday that was released on Wednesday by the White House showed a joint agreement signing ceremony had been planned and then canceled. A working lunch between the two leaders was also scrapped. Trump indicated the failure to reach a deal stemmed from disagreements over the U.S. sanctions against North Korea. Trump later added that Kim Jong-un was only willing to denuclear areas that are less important than the ones that we want. Uh, the summit was the second meeting between Trump and him uh, following the summit in Singapore last June. He is the first sitting U.S. president to meet with a North Korean leader, leader since 1948. It's pretty wild seeing them travel in their vehicles. So uh, Trump's vehicle is, is like, they think they're both like $1.6 million, but they are just so loaded. Oh, yeah. So loaded with armor. I can only imagine. Yeah. It's crazy vehicles. A six-year-old boy was found safe and sound after carjackers forced the child and a male passenger from a stolen car, police say. The boy was escorted from his Chesterbrook home late Wednesday night by detectives and taken to the special victims unit after police had to put out a bulletin for his return hours earlier. Around 9 o'clock, the stolen Mercedes SUV was found abandoned at 3rd and Fisher Streets, but the suspects remained on the loose. Detectives say a group of men carjacked a father with his son and a family friend at gunpoint in West Oak Lane at about 5 o'clock. The father was forced from from the car with the child and an adult passenger still inside. With a couple of min- uh, within a couple of minutes, the men dumped the passenger and the boy around the corner. The child and family friend walked for about a mile and a half to East Mount Airy, where they were located by police. Police have not released any description of the suspects other than that they were seen in a Burgundy Chrysler. Detectives combed through the contents believed to have come from inside the silver Mercedes that were scattered throughout the intersection. Investiga- investigators say it's not clear at this time if the carjacking was random or if the victims may have... Uh, known the suspects. Anyone with information asked to contact police. New Jersey transit officials say the Atlantic City Rail Line will fully resume service on May 24th. The line provides transportation between Philadelphia and Atlantic City. It was suspended in September in order to install federally mandated emergency braking systems. Service was expected to resume in January, but that didn't happen. Governor Murphy says this needs to be up and running by May 24th. Does anybody know, is there is there an express route or is there is it making stops along the way? It how makes long, a, uh, how well, long does the average trip take from Philadelphia to, to AC on that line? About an hour or so. But I've I've never I don't know if there's any express routes or anything right, like that. Right, right, right. But, uh, but I you or know, times it, where it runs is an express. Right, right. Uh, but like tour to shore and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like you know, I'm riding my bike there. So one one way or the other, I'm I'm getting on the train either. Too. Okay. Um, oh, so you take the train when you do that? You take the train back? What I no, I usually take the train to Philly. What I'll do is I'll drop my bike. Uh, I'll park my car. At a casino, and then, and then I'll ride my to bike Philly. to the train station, oh, ride, you know, take the train to Philly, ride oh, my bike okay. to uh, Atlantic you. City. Yeah. And then that way you can drive back. Okay. Booyah. Interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, We understand that providing this timeline is so important to our customers' ability to get their lives back to normal, said New Jersey Department of Transportation Commissioner. New Jersey transportation officials say not having enough engineers also delayed the reopening of the Atlantic City line. They assured the crowd that were gathered at the Cherry Hill Mall on Wednesday that six new classes of engineers are in training now. Riders frustrated over a lack of communication in dealing with what they have called a nightmare. Uh, They're forced to find alternate means of transportation, including buses back and forth to Atlantic City and a service restoration timeline that keeps changing. In sports this morning. Jermaine Samuels hit five three-pointers and scored a career-high 29 points as the defending national champion Villanova Wildcats ended a three-game losing streak with a 67-61 win over number 10 Marquette nice. Golden Eagles. Sadiq Bay hit a, a go-ahead three-pointer with 231 left to help the Wildcats improve to 21-8 and 12-4 and and in the Big East. Villanova won its first 10 Big East games and appeared to be heading to a number one seed in the league tournament until they had four losses this month. They have only two games left in the regular season, including Saturday against Butler and tip-off is at 2 o'clock. Both the Sixers and the Flyers were off last night and both returned to action tonight. The Sixers will be in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder and tip-off for the nationally televised game except for 8 o'clock. The Flyers are also on the road and play another team they're chasing in the playoff standings as they travel to Columbus to play the Blue Jackets. With only 19 games left in regular season, the Flyers are six points behind uh, Columbus in the Eastern Conference. The puck drops at 7 o'clock and will be broadcast on WMMR. The Eagles will not place the franchise tag on quarterback Nick Foles, according to general manager Howie Roseman. At the NFL Scouting Combine in, uh, in Indianapolis, Roseman said, we're going to let Nick Foles be a free agent. He deserves an opportunity to lead a team. Foles' primary objective this offseason was to find the team he could call his own after two noteworthy seasons as Carson Wentz's backup. Foles opted out of a contract with the Eagles, paying him back $2 million in February. By letting him walk, the Eagles are expected to receive a uh, compensatory... Compensatory. <laughs> yes, pick as a high, uh, as high as the third rounder in 2020. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Here we are Thursday in all its glory. We have one more day until uh, Cardboard Classic headed up tonight. Getting set, broadcasting live tomorrow morning. And then the event takes place on the sledding hill right after our show. I'm not a fan of jinxing anything, but I think at this point, everything looks pretty perfect for so tomorrow. F- so far, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Never know what's going to roll out. You never out know. No. We, we found that out last. On the hill, but we're excited to bring uh, all of the action to you via audio through the uh, uh, the radio, and also we'll be streaming stuff. You'll be yes. able to, you'll be able to see videos. But uh, please come and join us for the full experience. You've been saying for years, you know, I should go to that. You never do. Come on up, just give it a try. Why not? I think you may turn it into an annual event, which we see we see groups of regulars every single year. They they start renting out places uh, well in advance of the announcements. It's it's a very familial thing. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really is. And I, I don't know why, but uh, every single time I see like a story or I see like new people that are but, yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah well new people to me, but sure. they've been doing it for years. Right, right, right. Oh, man, that is you can't meet everybody. No. Yeah, no. Yep, so uh, so we're set to go for that. But in the meantime, we have a show to do today. So we have some guests who are going to be joining us on the program. Our friend uh, Richard Curtis, who is the host of The Clash Room 
uh, is going to be getting in touch because they're uh, doing some uh, schedule shifting. He's a great guy. Teaches at my son's high school. I've so. watched The Classroom a number of times, and it's uh, it's sort of a good sort of uh, entree. So you got well, there's news pertaining to it, but uh, it's it's a it's a younger version of Jeopardy. I yeah, think I really enjoy it. It's fun to play yeah. along with. So uh, Richard's going to join us. We also have comedians on the program today. Uh, Mark Norman, who's going to be at Helium tonight, just stopping in. And uh, Ali Sadiq is going to be here, who's performing at Punchline. So we'll talk to those guys. And for the first time in the history of the Preston and Steve show, <laughs> we have stopping by in our studio this morning, Redstone American Grit. <laughs> Kathy's favorite place in the world. Her happy place. Yes, that is her I... happy place. Fervently believe Kathy would have starved to death long time ago <laughs> if it weren't for <laughs> Redstone. Red I agree. Seriously, <laughs> I love going to Redstone. So I, I'm excited. They're coming by this morning. They are doing a meet neat. I'll uh, check and see if we have, if we have some We're giveaways. We're supposed to have some give- giveaways. Okay, so uh, listen up for your chance to win some stuff there. And we've got some beer to give away. We've got movie screening passes. Captain Marvel's coming up next Tuesday, so we'll make sure we have your opportunity to get on board and be a part of that. So as you can see. Many things to get to today. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. Stupid question. I had the last one for Black History Month. Yeah. And uh, we will get into the entertainment stories that I've set aside for you. Come back in just a moment. We'll be right back. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic from WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Always with fast and free shipping, visit Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do a stupid question and uh, Black History Month, our final question. I want to thank Craig Legans for sending me all these great uh, stupid questions uh, for this month. Uh, and I, I've got several of them left, so I have a question. Do you want to do you, do you want a sports question or a movie question? Let's go with movies. I agree. Yeah. How about this? One? And, and I'll bring up the sports one in just a second. Yes, because it's a good one too. But how about this? What is Al Pacino's <laughs> drink of choice? <laughs> ah. Good one. I was gonna watch that this weekend. Two one five two six three WMMR uh. Alpa. Chino's oh. drink of choice, not Al Pacino. No, yeah. I know. Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Alpa. Alpa Chino's yeah. drink of choice. It is <laughs> such a good movie. Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if we know the answer. I'm going to go through some birthdays, and there are a lot of them today on Thursday, February 28th. While we're waiting for your call to come in, uh, it is. We'll start with a very lovely Allie Larcher. Very lovely young lady. She's from this area. She's, She's a from New Hill, Jersey. Right? Jersey girl, yeah. And uh, she is 43 years old today. I tell you, the first time I saw her was for some sort of um, like Axe body spray. It oh, wasn't yeah. Varsity Blues. No, no, they were they were blocking out her. They like a black bar across her her her, uh, her breasts and her uh, nani hoo hoo. Oh. And she was uh, dancing seductively, and then Varsity Blues. Wow, she's uh, she's a stunner. There's mm-hmm. Something about her. Did you see her with the movie in the movie with Idris Elba and uh, Beyonce? 
Yeah. Where, where, uh, oh, where she was like the seductress, the, yeah. And oh, she man. was the gal at work who had an obsession with him, yeah. No, you should. <laughs> uh, and I remember when they were doing promotion for that because, uh, they sent out like some videos of her pretending as if she was talking to you, yes, you yeah, 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 oh yeah. My God. Oh, yeah. That. It was, it was super hot. Stalk and me, scary because she uh-huh. looks like she could switch. <laughs> Like yeah. that into psycho mode. She's good. Well, I liked yeah. her character in Heroes as well. Yeah. I, I wish they would have done more with her because she was apparently a rage monster. So she was. She's almost like Jean Grey, like uh, you know uh, the the. the uh, I thought she was more like the Hulk. Well, the, the, but, they, but they introduced too many characters too quickly. Yeah. That was the problem with yeah. Heroes. Uh, and she looked great in Legally Blonde, and uh, she's a good actress. She's forty three today. All right, two models. We have Natalia. Vodianova, who is oh, a Vodianova. Russian, <laughs> who is a Russian supermodel. Uh, she's 37. And Karolina Kirkova, who oh. is a Czech supermodel. She's a Victoria's Secret angel. Jeez. And she's 35. Today. I wonder how, how many from that area, there's so many models from that area, who end up with Victoria's Secret or just high fashion models. Uh, a ton of them. Yeah. Then you have Radon Chong. Yes. Um, daughter of Tommy Chong. Movies like Commando and The Color Purple. Uh, she's 58 today. She's also in Quest for Fire. I think she teaches a primitive man how to do missionary. Mm, to, to do missionary? Yes. Wow, okay. Uh, John Turturro, great actor, man. I so many him. good things. Uh, do the right thing. The Big Lebowski. Quiz show. He should have won him an Oscar for Quiz show. He was so good, you wanted to bitch slap him, but Herbert he was so Stemple. interesting. Yeah, a, a real character. Yep. yep. And uh, he's great in No Brother Where Art Thou and so on. Transformers. And so- yeah, Transformers, uh, Rounders. Yes, a lot of great. Is movies. he? Uh, wait, Mister Deeds. He is the he is the <laughs> butler with the black foot. That's right. He's uh, sixty two today. No, no, no. Adam Sandler has the black foot. No. Yes, Adam Sandler has the black foot. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, and then he has him like. Because it was frostbitten takes, at some point. He yeah. takes a poker and, and <laughs> yeah. shoves it through his foot, and Adam Sandler goes, ah! Why would you oh, do just, that? I'm just kidding, man. Uh, so, John Turturro is 62 today. Uh, our buddy Gilbert Gottfried is 64. I really enjoy Gilbert's podcast, which is the Amazing Colossal Podcast, because Preston, he focuses in on the kind of people that we... The interview he did with John Astin. Now, really, it's the other guy that he's on the podcast with really does most of the talking. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, these quirky people that from pop culture that we love, and they're so enamored of Gilbert that they end up showing up and doing the show. Steve, did you see Family Guy uh, last week or the week before where um, Stewie is blowing a dog whistle? Yes. And, <laughs> and uh, the dog, Brian, can't hear it. Right. And then they, they cut to what it is, uh, Preston, and Brian hears Gilbert Gottfried going, Oh, that's, awesome. that's what dogs hear when you blow that's a dog dogs whistle. Hear, yeah. Funny thing, when you said Stewie blowing a dog whistle, I thought you were going to stop before you said whistle. <laughs> um, and you could on that show. I, for for yeah. just a flash of a second, I was like, where are we going with this? Because I didn't see that. That was most unpleasant. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey is 64. And on his podcast, you might have somebody like the next birth, next couple of birthdays, Bernadette Peters. Oh, oh man, wow. I love her. Great actress. And uh, she does it all, sings and dances and, and acts as well. The jerk, she was so great. You know, she's really good in a bizarre role, and I thought sort of sexy was the secretary in The Longest Yard. She's, oh, my God. She's the one that broke around. Big hair and everything. Is there any spiders in that thing? In yeah. Her hair? yeah. Uh, you know what? Is that worth watching, that movie? It is. It's a okay. great movie. Better than the, better than the Adam Sandler remake. Uh, oh, this is them and uh, the jerks. Yeah. And that's on. Um, I know 
And I love the fact that Deadpool brought Bernadette Peters back around. Because yeah. uh, Wade has a, uh, a, a self-pleasuring obsession with Bernadette. <laughs> How old is she? You belong to me. 60s? 71. 71. Wow. Happy birthday to Bernadette. And she still looks great, to be mm. honest. Uh, and then there's another one who might end up on Gilbert Gottfried, Gavin McLeod. Oh, wow. Mary Tyler Moore Show and The Love Boat, two of the biggest things uh, he was in. We were just talking about the creator of Love Boat, the writer of that book, passed away. And he played Captain Stubing. A few days ago, yeah. Uh, he's also on The King of Queens. He's 88 years old today. Wow, Gavin He McLeod. did a lot of movie work before the TV stuff. You see it pop up, popping up in things like Kelly's Heroes and other films. Yeah. Worked some biggies. Uh, then we have Mario Andretti. Wow. Uh, who turned 79 years old. Legend. Yeah, yeah. And I, I believe I've said this before. He uh, headquartered in and around in the, in the Poconos because of, you know, Pocono Raceways out there. Right the sure. Penske, Penske, the Penske team. Yeah. Penske team, is, or at least used to be out that way. Yeah. And I was surprised to find that it was so close to where we are. And, and that's, dude, where they build the cars and the whole thing. So uh, he is 79 today. And the last birthday... The Big E, Eric Lindros. Whoa. Celebrates his 46th birthday today. We want him back here in Philly. <laughs> we want him back in Philly. And, and, uh, I, I didn't do that to you, Case. And he knows it. So. He'd been here since uh, Friday, He and, and I, I tried to get him on the show, but I guess he was kind of busy. But he, did the, he was at the outdoor game on Saturday night, and then he was at oh. the game uh, on Tuesday night as well. Okay. So I, I never he, thought Eric Lindros would be calling <laughs> my phone. I had to. Phone. Phone. <laughs> Uh, you, you do it to dudes, Eric. You do it to dudes. Because um, we're kind of around the same age, so uh, I don't know what it was, but uh, you know, I, I sort of fell in love with you a little bit in a totally gay way. Uh, I don't know. You, you do that to guys, Eric. You do it to dudes, man. I don't know what just happened here, but it was uncomfortable. Oh, uh, jeez. These things happen. Jeez. Uh, 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 you know, there are some, some ways to, uh, to possibly... Uh, um, okay. Stay away from uh, from them occurring, but they will occur from time to time. So you're you're in Toronto now? Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Uh, we want you back here in Philly. Oh <laughs> man, the tone of your voice. We want you. We want you back, back here, here in Philly. Philly. Oh, boy. So much. <laughs> He'll be back in the area on Sunday. I believe he's doing an appearance at a. I'm so glad you're back. New Jersey bar somewhere. But uh, why would I know that? <laughs> why would I know anything about that guy? <laughs> Happy 46th birthday to Eric Lindros. <laughs> All right, we'll see if we can answer the stupid question. What is Alpa Chino's drink of choice? 215-263-WMMR. And we will go to Ralph and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Ralph, how you doing, buddy? She got beautiful boots. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Nicely done. All right, so what is Alpa Chino's drink of choice? It's what I'm drinking right now, a little booty sweat. Booty yeah. sweat. <laughs> Of course, from Tropic Thunder. Hang on a second, Ralph. Going to set you up, man. We've got a pair of tickets to see the Lonely Island Wednesday, June 19th at the Met Philadelphia. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. Pre-sale and complete details on the concert calendar page at WMMR.com. He's just the, thinking... the very beginning of the movie shows that commercial yeah, yeah. of him for booty sweat. And there's just half-naked chicks hanging all over him and stuff. And you can give it away, right? Yeah. Turns out he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, well, at the at the award ceremony at the end, what is he? Is he with Joey? Is he, is he with uh, Lance Pass? Right? Lance yeah, Pass, that's yeah, his boyfriend. That's right. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> what a great movie! All right, I have stuff to get to. Speaking of movies, actors, actresses, and so on, following their 
steamy duet of the Oscars. Lady Gaga has dismissed rumors of a romance between her and Bradley Cooper. I think we have a case. Can you pull up a clip of this? I think we had it from yesterday. Um, the A Star is Born co-stars sang, of course, the film's track, A, uh, a Star is Born. No, they didn't sing A Star is Born. They, they sang, sang Shalala la Yeah, I don't know why. la uh, at the Academy Awards, making for one of the nice, most most uh, memorable moments, spectators began wondering whether anything off-screen had happened between the pair, with Gaga denying anything but a professional relationship between the pair. And uh, Yeah, yeah we're that. looking for it. Uh, if you want, I have a pitched-up uh, Rocky Balboa. Uh, we can play that in its You're looking for the Oscar performance? Or, I don't know. No, no, it was no. a quote. We had it yesterday. Uh, it says... Um, uh, da, da, da. What was she talking on? She talked about basically acting? Maybe I was wrong about us having a clip about that. All right, anyhow, I'll tell you what it was. Uh, I have the quote right here. She said, um, first of all, social media, quite frankly, is the toilet of the Internet. <laughs> and what it has done to pop culture is abysmal. I love that she said that. Uh, she said, and people saw love, and I guess, and, and guess what? That's what we wanted you to see. This is a love song. The movie is a love story. Uh, she added that uh, that Bradley had directed the whole performance. So it was his idea to do it the way they did it. It was a good idea. I think yeah. also, Preston, she brought up the fact that she did exactly the same sort of thing when she sang the torch songs with Tony Bennett. Yeah, she said, uh, from a performance perspective, it was so important to both of us that uh, we were connected the entire time. I, she said, I mean, look, we've I've had my arm around Tony Bennett for three years touring the world. And when you're singing love songs, that's what you want people to feel. Hey, Gaga, look down at the bench. I left you a little something uh, Kimmel, <laughs> to remind you of San Francisco, where they poop on the streets. Kimmel jokingly asked whether she was having an affair with Bennett, to which she replied, no, I am an artist, and I guess we did a good job. So and I have to it. tell you, there's not much happening down there these days. Uh, she said, I don't feel like... It's I'm... like linguine. Ser- seriously. Cooked linguine. Yeah, yes. but on the backside, all hands on deck. Uh, she said, I don't feel like I won. I feel like we won. Uh, they received a standing ovation for the uh, from the crowd for the performance twice, actually, right after that. And then when they came back from the commercial break, they walked yeah. back out and everybody cheered. So They had full-blown intercourse on they, the floor. No, yeah. I <laughs> didn't read or see anything. It was acted. That. It was acting. Mm. Uh, but apparently they uh, they planned to do it that way. They did. It was romantic. They did. And by the way, they clearly like each other a lot. And, then, yeah. and you know, it's it's the way we all lovingly look at each other. Uh, Kathy and I do it constantly. Casey and I do it constantly. Can we put our heads together <laughs> for twenty nine seconds. Can you touch yeah. foreheads right yeah. now? Okay, touch foreheads <laughs> and do your next traffic report, guys. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, Marissa wanted oh, to get a picture of that. Oh. You have to close your, your eyes. Media. Close Steve, your eyes. make the close face. Do it. Oh, my God. Now, that's romance. <laughs> right there, folks. Uh, by the way... <laughs> by the way, A Star is Born is going to be re-released in more than uh, 1,150 theaters with 12 minutes of previously unseen footage. Like the here. full Death Star explosion. No, no that's Star Wars! <laughs> oh. Damn it! A Star is Born. <laughs> I that movie had <laughs> just Preston at the end of the movie they Kaboom. just cut to a shot of the Death Star, <laughs> boom! What the f was that? <laughs> it, it's the equivalent of the uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah. What oh. the? F- <laughs> I need to go watch that. I haven't oh, watched that in a while. Case, what were you going to say about the movie? No, I was just going to say emotionally that movie had affected me for a couple of days. Yeah, I remember uh, that. You know, and I I t- I was texting with Kathy about it. I was happy crying during the movie, but even like the following day, 
I just I felt off. I don't know why. And okay. like, I, well, that shows you that a movie. Listen, I am a massive fan. I thought this was a really. I, I did enjoy it. I, I had it never seen the originals though, so I had nothing to compare right. it to, so, which I worked, which worked better for me. I think. And I knew what was going to happen, obviously, in the project, in the uh, the way the story carries out. But it, it's it's one of those classic stories. Somebody who comes along, who who you 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 know the ugly duckling, or the person who's sort of normal. And they see the beauty in that person. And, and mm-hmm. then also what happens when you're in a, a conflicted love, yeah. you know? And also it, the, the one scene. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a text. Yeah, it, says, it says, hey, Nick and Casey open mouth kissed at the Camp Out for Hunger. True. And they're not romantically involved. Right. It was performance. It was a performance. Yeah. Yeah, good I mean, point. I do love you, but yeah. we're not involved. No, we're not involved uh-huh. anymore. <laughs> um, uh, but there was the one scene in the movie <laughs> that I don't know if it had happened in the original movies. Which one? Uh, and, I haven't and, seen it yet. Yeah, right. so I'm not going to give when anything. When the Death Star up. explodes, but yeah, uh, you know, that scene. <laughs> but there's a scene at, at an award ceremony in this movie. Yes, that, like that part affected me because as it was going on, you're going no, no, no. Yep, no, no. There, 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 there is, uh, there is, yeah, there is, yeah. In, there is in, in in every version of yeah. the movie. Yeah, okay. I know the, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right, so the one-week release begins on Friday. So far, A Star is Born has grossed more than $425 million worldwide. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I, you know what? I may get out and see that maybe even this weekend. If I you don't got it. It's on, uh, I think it's on Apple TV and all the streaming yeah, services. If you want to see it in the, in the movie theater. In the yeah. movie theater. Yeah. I'll put my head against yours. A good date movie. Oh, yeah. Well, take the wife to that one. So let's dive into this, okay? So the the whole cheating scandal with the uh, keeping up with the Kardashians is a full time job. Just keeping up with that. So to summarize, and I'll who knew that was an actual command? I'll do this quickly. Uh, Chloe found out her boyfriend Tristan had cheated on her again. This time with her sister Kylie's <laughs> best friend Jordan Wood. Since then, Chloe dumped Tristan, and the the Kardashian clan has closed ranks around her, ousting Jordan from all future business dealings with the family. Though Kylie is reportedly torn and is considering possibly reigniting their friendship when enough time has passed, according to the reports. Oh, and Jordan is ready to sit down with Jada Pinkett Smith to tell her side of the story on Friday's episode of the Red Table Talk on Facebook. So these are the things we all know. Thank that you. was well done. Yeah, I happen to be Woo! very familiar with this story, and you nailed. Everything. Every point. In the run-up to the interview, Chloe is busy looking sexy on social media and liking posts that slam Jordan. Oh, so she's busy looking sexy and liking posts. One, what an act of life. One tweet that <laughs> Chloe liked was a tart response to another tweet Ooh. claiming... So she's... Uh, She's liking responses to other tweets. Yeah. Uh, Not just the regular tweets themselves. No. She likes the responses. You and know what's crazy? That's a full-time schedule. Well, it's almost part of her job description. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, I had a tough day at work today. I had to like all of these posts, yeah. you know, and replies. So anyway, there was a, she liked one that claimed that her family was smearing Jordan's name for Jordan's name for ratings. Uh, the second question, Jordan's motivation for the interview. I really don't understand the point of this. There's no way she can justify what she did. So anyhow, she liked that. And Chloe isn't the only one who isn't a fan of Jordan's sit down. When a fan praised Chloe's uh, friend uh, Malika Hawk. For always having her back, she wrote, I've been wrong before and I'll be wrong again, but I'm da- I damn sure wouldn't make excuses. Alcohol, yeah. Alcohol, she has in parentheses, in an interview to gain self-pity and save face. No one in my life could condone that coward-like behavior. Meanwhile, Tristan has also been spending uh, time online uh, liking Courtney's recent gram featuring herself, Chloe, and Kendall Jenner showing off super sexy sheer outfits. So wait a second. Okay, so that came. That picture was posted after the whole thing went down. Yeah. 
So he's liking that picture. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think you'd want to just lay low for a while, you and know? Then finally, in a new twist, uh, it seems that Jordan may have hooked up with Chloe's ex, James Harden, <gasps> the same <gasps> night she made out with Tristan. No. Sure. Sources tell the site that Jordan confessed to hooking up with the Houston Rockets star right after her rendezvous with Tristan. So that was the guy she was with, Chloe, when they had that elaborate fireworks display mm. that set the the town went nuts because yeah. it would violate. They say it was, it was violating those yeah, yeah, noise yeah. ordinances. Yeah. So Preston, another rub to this incredibly complex and Citizen Kane like story. <laughs> Jordan Woods. <laughs> might have signed an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, that she might be in violation of for appearing on the Red Table Talks. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. So that, you never know. It's another day. She might might halt that if that is indeed the case. I have one other thing out of that whole group, and this is what we had a clip for. I was wrong about this. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner was asked by E! News who she thinks would be most likely to win an Oscar in her family, and the former Olympian had a surprising answer. Do we have that? Yes, sir. All right, good. Here we go. Honestly, I think it would be Kendall. If you've noticed all the things that she's done on camera outside of the show, she's just been brilliant. I watch her and I talk to her about it, and I just say, every time you go, there's just such a sparkle in your face. You're so good at what she does. I don't know if she wants to do that yet because she's so successful at modeling, but at some point, I think she should do that, and I think she'd be very good at it. So Honestly, could... I was talking to the other girls about this. We were getting some mani patties after just purchasing some lacy panties. And I said, hey, girls, I was thinking, who are my girls? My girls would be the best actress. It was so funny. And then afterwards, we went out and I showed him a trick I do where I balance a car on my chin. <laughs> What kind of car? A huge car. Like a limousine? I'm a former Olympian. <laughs> uh, considering all the drama that Kendall brought to the Academy Awards after parties with her barely there Ramikati Maison de Couture dress. It's barely there. Caitlin might be onto something. If I were to wear something like that, it would look like two medicine balls hanging from a cable. At the Vanity Fair red carpet, Caitlin uh, brought along her date, Sophia Hutchins. That's right. She also spoke about her hope that to have at least 30 grandchildren. Wow. Uh, she recently shared a picture of her seventh grandchild, who belongs to her oldest son, Bert, and his <laughs> girlfriend, Valerie uh, Patalo. I'm not familiar with Who the hell are Bert. these people? I, I'm not familiar with Bert. Bert? Uh, Bert yeah, Jenner. I guess it's Bert Hi, Jenner. Hi, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Is it one of a... Hi, Grandma. Hi, sweetheart. Did you do well in school? Watch this. Mommy's going to bend a tire iron. <laughs> one of Caitlin's balls is named Bert. <laughs> That's right. You were right. the other day. Bert and Ernie. Yeah. I love them dearly, even though I had them oh. moved. I followed through, didn't I? Is not the word? I yeah. followed through with the Oh, I don't know. Right? I, I never did show. find out I don't if remember. it or not. They let you keep them, like when you get your tonsils out. Oh. <laughs> but here's the deal. So Bert spells his name B-U-R-T, and for some reason, I feel like that's a manlier way to spell Bert. You think so? Yeah, I don't know why. But I'm like, have to tap out of this conversation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But like Bert Kreischer is more. I don't. He's. You B- think he's feminine? He's B E R T. Manly feminine, maybe not. It might not be, be the uh, the right uh, adjectives to use. Maybe a tougher way. Okay. Like a oh. Tougher. You know. So B U R T is tougher than B E R T. Yeah. 
All right. Bird. Yeah. Because, like, when I, I hear, like, I was bird. done. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome to the world, William Bear Jenner, uh, she wrote, uh, with the, the picture of the new grandchild. Uh, I don't mean to distract her or, or get us off the rails, but I was thinking about Caitlyn Jenner over the weekend. And if she has always been a woman inside, if she had decided to um, become a woman in the 70s, uh, would she have been able to compete as an Olympic athlete as a woman? Uh, not in the 70s. I'm going to think. So there was a, or, there was a tennis player. Um, a, 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 there was a doctor, a man who became Renee Richards was uh, her name. Is her familiar, name. Yeah. Okay. And uh, there were big issues about her competing because she was at like a like a an amateur semi pro level. But when she moved into the the, the uh, female rank, she was competing at a higher level. Right. If there's somebody, and who's, it was it caused a lot of issues. Who's as good an athlete as Bruce Jenner was then now, and and decided that that person wanted to become a woman. I, I'm just I'm confused as to what happens when somebody like that would like to switch sexes, which is obviously they're right and totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they're able to then compete on an athletic level. Uh, on an equal playing field. It's a branch scratcher. It's still being discussed. I, yeah, I, I don't really know. So maybe we'll find out. It's cokey, right? starts to happen more and more, yeah. All right, so we're moving on to another story. Ben Affleck and Lindsay Shookus dated seriously for about a year. Seriously. They called it quit shortly before the Justice League star had a fling with Playboy model Shauna Sexton and then re-entered rehab. And now, Us Weekly reports, the 46-year-old and 38-year-old Saturday Night Live producer have picked up right where they left off. That's to, according to an insider. I think Shookus was good for him. Uh, they reconnected. Uh, that's what I think. Earlier this month when uh, Shookus reached out to Affleck. Shookus! Uh, he certainly seems to be in a good mood, by the way, after getting two tickets on his Chevy Chevelle SS while he was inside Starbucks. He ended up hugging the parking enforcement officer who told TMZ uh, he looked better in person. It was a cute exchange. There's actually video of it, and she's sort of giving him uh, marital advice. Oh, really? Yeah. The the, uh, the parking uh, uh, enforcement the officer? The meter maid, yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, Chrissy Teigen is sick of everyone, especially interviews, asking her husband, John Legend, how he deals with her. Uh, the 33-year-old tweeted, I feel like a very common question when interviewing John is basically, how do you deal with your wife? And I don't love it, she said. Uh, she then expanded in a thread writing, it happens a lot. Uh, does she ask you if certain things are okay to say as, as a, you know, oh, as, a, as yes. an example of a question? Right. So it's just very weird to me. He usually does the standard no. She knows what she's doing. Uh, but it's not even that, uh, she tweeted. It's just that I am a different human than him. It is the most common question with him, so please stop. Legend uh, was... Um in hot pursuit of her for a long time. So he was definitely the uh, the m- the more interested party in this relationship early on. Uh, Tegan drove the point home saying no one asked her about his activity. She said, you don't ask me how I deal with watching uh, MSNBC every night or what I do while he's silent for a week. So she's asking she the case, stop it. No, she doesn't hate him. She completely hates him. Uh, Damn it. Prince, what, what? I spilled uh, coffee on my shirt. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, no. oh, listen, I don't want your, your sympathy. Shirt. I just want your love. Let's start a GoFundMe campaign to get you a new shirt. <laughs> Anyone have a t- uh, paper towel? <laughs> he, he's, I got napkins. He needs uh, Preston has a Tide pen. I know that for oh, a fact. Do you? I, I do, yeah. I keep one in my briefcase. Right. If this so doesn't work out, I maybe hit you. After you dry it off, uh, I'll get to the Tide Do you want me to just go online and buy you a new one? Kathy, this is my favorite. Listen how happy she sounded. Do you want me to shop for you? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. 
Did you get that sound clip I sent you last night? Uh, of Kathy? I, Speaking I have, of happiness? I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Okay. So, what is it? It's a happy sound that you make. All right. Let me... We'll get to on. A couple more stories here. <laughs> Prince Harry really wanted Idris Elba to DJ his wedding. Harry? Uh, yeah, to Meghan Markle. And uh, he tells Ellen DeGeneres on her show Wednesday, Elba said, so Harry and I have hung out a couple times. Uh, through his dad, his dad's charity, the Prince's Trust, helped me out as a young actor. Huh. So I do a lot of work with them, Harry and William. And uh, Harry came uh, to a couple of parties I DJed, and he said, hey, man, uh, what are you doing on the date? And I was like, uh, nothing. And he goes, would you DJ at my wedding? Can you imagine that? Asking Andrew Salba. But they're, they're, hey, they're, they're pals. And Elba complied with his request, apparently. Uh, next up for him, Coachella. Remember, he's one of the... That is right. He's one of the names. He is spinning music at Coachella, so a big deal for him. That's a smart move, though. So if you are a guy and you want to prove that you're not the jealous type, you... you you know, you pal around with Idris Alba, you invite him to be the DJ at your wedding. It's like, I'm totally cool with myself. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Jack Black has impressed Thor with his hilarious <laughs> commitment to the workouts that Chris Hemsworth <laughs> takes very seriously as an Avenger. On Tuesday, Black posted his tongue-in-cheek take on the workouts, captioning a side-by-side of him and Hemsworth uh, completing the same workout steps. And, of course, Jack's having a little tougher time and using very, very small dumbbells. Uh, he wrote, mixing it up, get creative, keep moving, variety is key. Uh, Hemsworth approved, writing, ha ha, you legend. I wonder how Hemsworth, I love, this is hilarious, I wonder how Hemsworth is going to alter his physicality for Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he's going to have gonna to, have to get steroids. A little bit soft, because that's what Hulk Hogan did, but get a little, a little uh, bulkier and less cut. I but, guess so, because... Because that's, Hulk, Hulk was always... Just muscular, round, but, but not ripped. Right. Yeah. He was, he was just big. big. Yeah. But definitely muscular, but yeah. yeah, not not so defined where, like like here, when, when he is Thor with his shirt off, they have to starve him to death to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. get all to He get has that one almond off. a week. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but I mean, uh, the, the dude is just in phenomenal shape, Chris. You look Hansen. at him and you look like Henry, you look at Henry Cavill and oh all these guys. God. I mean, the, but the truth of the matter is they also, that's their business. It the, is. And and you know what I saw? Uh, it was um, a Hugh Jackman was in the news the other day, yeah. and they were, they, were pull, they pulled up uh, uh, pictures of him uh, on the beach with his shirt off, standing in the water, and he was not nearly as jacked up as he was when, when he was at the height of Wolverine. So you look like the Wolverine, the, right? The the one in Japan, the Wolverine. Oh my right. god! So so when he's when he's, I mean, he's just perfect. But th- at that point, you're running just. Right, like almost the way before a bodybuilder is, right. is taking the stage and they go off stage and they start working out quickly and they keep the pump up and all that stuff. It's not the way you look normally. Right. You know? Yeah. And I was actually surprised. I'm like, wow, he looks kind of average. That's, he's a slob. That, that's great. Thank you. That's awesome. So, uh, but anyhow, he's working out for uh, his next role. That should be the new series, Preston, the out of shape X-Men. <laughs> uh, the Oscar award winning queen biopic Bohemian Rhapsody will finally be released in China. With the scenes showcasing drug use and Freddie Mercury's gayness cut from the movie. Hmm. They're going to edit that out. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter posted, sources say that at least one minute of cuts will be made to the film, removing portrayals of drug use and several intimate kisses between uh, Mercury and other male characters. But was Freddie Mercury really known as a gay man? (laughs) Unlike in most major markets where Bohemian Rhapsody was a huge commercial success, the film will only be getting a limited release in China, courtesy of the National Alliance of Art House Cinemas, a uh, public-private initiative 
run by the state-supported China Film Archive and a consortium of commercial theater chains. Isn't that wild how they, they added this stuff? And yet, movie companies, uh, domestic movie companies, will bend over backwards because it's such a huge yeah. market over there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Frank, the Frank Grillo's that... in one of the most... Um, uh, uh, the highest earning movies in the history of movies. Yeah. It was released virtually solely in China. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that we share the same planet as some of these yeah. nations. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, let me see other interesting things. I, I don't quite understand this, but Mattel and MGM are developing a live action film based on Mattel's toy line, Viewmaster. Okay. You know. Every toy ever is now going to get a movie. The little thing where you put the disc, picture disc in and you scroll through the pictures. Uh, well, those, by the way. Get, how do you get a movie? Viewmasters were always, the discs were many times based on other movies. Yeah. Like you would look at scenes from Jaws or whatever. It was 3D. Yeah, yeah. I, by the way, I loved Viewmaster growing up. Yeah. I loved it. I would sit there and just entranced by it. And then they had a certain point. I don't know if you remember, Preston, the talking Viewmaster. No. We had put it in and, you know, like, you know, the time tunnel is, you know, is a way to travel through time. And they had a little, like, almost like a CNC sort of audio quality. Sounds vaguely familiar. It had a little disc attached to the Viewmaster disc. So they're making a movie out of this. It's, uh, uh, that's very dumb. This will be the second collaboration between the organizations following, and this is through uh, uh, MGM and Mattel, uh, following the February 15th partnership to... Uh, spin the American Girl brand and story into a film. At least that's a character. See, yeah, I could see that happening. A Viewmaster, I It's don't. like Silly Putty, the movie. Right. Yes. Yeah. What are you going to do? So, we'll see. Uh, how about this? Uh, Kristen Bell was photographed, photographed leaving the Today Studios on Monday, and a strong gust of wind blew by, treating onlookers to a view of her high-rise underwear. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, she's adorable. Uh, the Frozen star called herself out on Instagram stories, sharing one uh, safer workshop and captioning it, uh, this was one of the only pics where my underwear wasn't showing. Do you like that high-rise uh, underwear? Look, Because now the, you know, the, the big thing with... Uh, Bikini bottoms, <laughs> it's it's SpongeBob. SpongeBob is the uh, is the uh, is the high rise on the side as well, where you, you're seeing virtually all the yeah. pelvis. Can't see the lines, can you, Russ? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always been a fan. Yeah, of that. yeah. That, that was uh, the '80s had a nice run with it. It's back. Uh, so she continued by saying, uh, "I'm not going to apologize for wearing underwear." Uh, so she did. By the way, I I watched on uh, Netflix the the movie with her and Kelsey Grammer. How'd you like it? I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was. I thought it was going to be really cheesy. Yeah, uh, it's actually very heartfelt and very well acted. Huh. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Cool, and it's, and it's worth seeing. I mean, it was there's some. He's uh, a good actor. She he, is as well. He was. I was really impressed with both of them. So it's uh, it's worth a, a watch uh, per me. Yes. All right, and then one last story: the CW's Dynasty is bidding farewell to Nicolette Sheridan, uh, who played the scheming Alexis Carrington. Uh, the role may be recast. Uh, their uh, CBS uh, Television Studios and CW said in a statement, Nicolette Sheridan will be leaving Dynasty in order to focus on some personal family responsibility. Like unemployment. She was a valuable asset to the show, and we wish her continued success in the future. Well, they kicked her off uh, Desperate Housewives, and I guess they kicked her off this. I didn't realize that that uh, Dynasty reboot was still on. I didn't either. And she's supposedly difficult to work with. That's the word. That's the word. Okay. All right, actually, one final story. Nathan Lane has joined the cast of uh, Showtime's upcoming Penny Dreadful, City of Angels. Uh, What's Penny Dreadful about? 
Well, if it if it's that if it's the horror series that yeah. I'm familiar with, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. It was a really at times could be really slow, but they had everything from Frankenstein to to Dracula, you know, done in a really dramatic way. So it's been on for four seasons, or it, it had three seasons um, that started in 2014, then went away for a few years. Yeah. Steve. And now it's back. So it hasn't been on since 2016, and now they're rebooting it, I guess. Okay. Wow, that's, that's kind of weird. So Timothy Dalton was in it, and then uh, the actress, I think her name is Ashley Green. She was in Casino Royale with the big um, the big sort of... E- Eva Green? Eva Green. Yeah. The, the big um, omelet eyes. Here, yeah. Preston. Here's, and, uh, yeah, I know her. Yeah. yeah. She's beautiful. I had never watched uh, The Birdcage until this week, uh, speaking of Nathan Lane. And oh my God, is that is, movie hilarious. Is he not awesome he in that? He is so good. I mean, the, everybody in that movie, Gene Hackman and Diane Weiss and Robin Williams, I just, for whatever reason, it, I completely missed it. And then I, I finally watched it. Yeah. And, and Nathan Lane is just unbelievably talented and funny. Do you know what's a guilty pleasure, Nathan Lane, funny movie, The uh, the Mousetrap? Is that it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that so movie. I'm sorry. That movie has a lot of Mouse funny Mousetrap or Mouse Hunt? Mouse Hunt, maybe. I think it's Mouse Hunt. Michael Hunt. Michael Hunt. And uh, Matthew Broderick's in it, right? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Uh, you'll have to right, look it up. Uh, so anyhow, he is going to be <laughs> yes, you're right. playing a character. Uh, he's going to be an LAPD officer who partners with and mentors uh, Tiago Vega uh, on the show. So he will be a part of that. Uh, he was in Stuart Little. Mouse Hunt. And Mouse Hunt. Yes, yeah. you're correct. Michael Hunt. All right. I was I was way off. I don't think Matthew Broderick's in that. I think no, Matthew you're thinking Matthew McConaughey and uh, Baby's Day Out. No, was, Matthew Broderick is um uh the Lion King. And, and they and, were both in Lion King together. And yeah. they were both in the producers together. Let's do the clips. <laughs> uh the Netflix original Working Moms follows four new mothers as they navigate work, kids, and love life. And in this clip, Catherine Reitman talks about Relatability of the show. Here we go. Working mothers or stay-at-home mothers would agree on is that people stop looking at you like a person. They stop treating you like the person you studied to be in school and you spent your whole life becoming and developing. So that moment's really meant to be a battle cry at the identity crisis of motherhood. Oh, mommy. 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 Uh, she's sisters with uh, Jason Reitman, by the way. Daughter of, yeah. uh, of uh, Ivan Reitman. Uh, so, Working Moms is streaming now, by the way. We should I, go back to that way of identifying yourself, you know? Oh, uh, son of... I am Steve, son of Gene. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones is filled yes. with that, by the way. Exactly. I'm uh, you know, Preston, son of color. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the next clip. Oh, sorry. Another turn down. Arctic. Oh! Yeah, we just had uh, Mads Mickelson on. Uh, follows a man stranded after a plane crash as he decides to remain in his camp or embark on a possibly deadly trek. In this clip, director and writer Joe Penna talks about the process of getting the right people, like our friend Aaron Scotty, who was here in the studio, to see the right vision of his film. Here we go. It was tough convincing people that this was a feature film, you know, because uh, usually it's one page for, for a minute on a screenplay, and this was a... 40, 50 page script at first and people said, oh, this, this is a wonderful short film, good luck. We had to kind of put a lot of fluff in there. Eventually, we knew we needed to find the right producers and the right actor who was going to see this for what this was. Yeah! Arctic is in theaters now. Go see it. That's what we have for you this morning in the Entertainment Report. We have uh, several guests who will be on the show today. Uh, we're going to talk to comedian Mark Norman. He's going to be performing Helium Comedy Club. And we also have uh, Ali Sadiq, who's going to be joining us, uh, performing at Punchline. And uh, our friends at Redstone are going to be here. We're going to do some giveaways with them. How about that? Eat some awesome food. Uh, but in the meantime, I got a case of beer to give away. 
Uh, Caller number 15. Don't forget, February is all about bringing the love. And we're on the last day of February. The seductively smooth love stout from Yards Brewing Company is the perfect thing to bring uh, to the ones you love. Love for Love Stout at the Liquor Mart in Bear, Delaware. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Did I say a number caller? Did I say 15? Yeah. All right. Very good. I need to remember these things. We'll be right back. <laughs> Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, we're going to have our, our buddy Richard Curtis on to talk about uh, the show Classroom on uh, Fox 29 in a little while. We're going to have uh, Mark Norman stopping by. Uh, Ali Sadiq will be here. So we have a few guests coming up. But in the meantime, uh, something I was actually thinking about not too long ago in the story that I'll bring up kind of reignited this thought I had in my head. You know, the I, I, I sometimes feel that I, uh, I take for granted the... Uh, the privilege of being able to to drive, yes, to, to have a driver's license and drive. Because the reason I was thinking about it recently is, uh, you remember a while back, uh, my son's friend was over at our house and he had a, a seizure, yeah, like a full grand mal seizure, it was right? Terrible. And he found out he has epilepsy, which uh, we we found out through that. And what I didn't realize is, if you have something like that, you're you can't drive. You're not allowed to drive. Yeah, of course. It makes sense. There, there are certain um, benchmarks you have to hit. Like you have to, there has to be a certain amount of time where you haven't had a seizure. And yeah. you have to go in and get tested and all this other stuff before you can be issued a driver's license. And I was like, wow, man, that's really, that's going to suck. This kid's 16 years old. He can't get a driver's license. And it's sort of a big step in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And to be able to, to, to get around. And then I read this story the other day uh, about Lizzie Hale, you know, from, uh, from Hailstorm. Yes. She does not have a driver's license, and not because of any medical restrictions, and not because of any type of issues with the law. She's just never gotten around to getting one, and it doesn't. Uh, now she's in at, at a position in life where she's going to get driven around. She's you know not, well, and it probably not, start not, it not, probably started young too, and that's why you just don't have to. But yeah, when you, I mean, but honestly, the, the odds of you ending up in a scenario where, like, at sixteen or seventeen, when you're getting your first couple of jobs, or maybe you get a job at a department store where where you can be driven there and dropped yeah. off. She wasn't a rock star in her entire life no, in those but, part-time jobs with the parents always driving her. Uh, I, don't I just know. say I, mean, I know I know plenty of people in different situations. One, either they just never went, they're lazy, they or or they didn't feel like it. Um, and then others that just always planned to move to the city and felt no need to have a car, yeah. so they yeah. didn't need a driver's license. There's that, and there's there's also people that don't have enough money to own a car, and they'll take public transportation. Sure, sure. It's, obviously, that's fine. You learn how I'm to get by. I'm thinking more suburban. And then also, but, you have, you have but, the people to, who drive anyway, <laughs> and but, they don't have a license. Yeah, but but yeah. to have the have the ability and and financial capability to to be able to drive around, you've just chosen not to have a driver's license. That's that's like, Totally foreign. You're sitting at home. How many times I'm sitting home? I want a Wawa coffee, or I want. Yeah. You know, yeah or... And I wonder how many people are actually scared to drive a vehicle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, they, you know, I, I mean, let's face it. Like, would you go out and get a pilot's license? I wouldn't because I'm afraid yeah. I'd crash the yeah. damn thing. <laughs> there might be people who feel that same really? way. About uh, about vehicles. I guarantee you there are people for that very reason. But I, I agree. A plane is, is is a bridge too far for me. But a, but a car seems such a, an essential. Yeah. I'm wondering if any if anybody listening doesn't have a driver's license, if you've chosen not to get one, why is that? 215-263-WMMR. So, Kathy, my uh, best friend growing up was this guy named Dave. And he uh, chose not to get one. And Dave is one of the hardest working, smartest people that I know. But he did it 
out of pure laziness. And it was because he could get rides from everybody else. And I think he didn't get, he had like his learner's permit and kept renewing it year after year. So he could be behind the wheel in an emergency, but yeah. he never got his license. That, so, so, so if you just keep renewing your learner's permit, yeah, there, there was some. Is there a gray area? There, there? was some caveat, Steve, where like you could drive uh, with other people that had a license, or with, if your parent was in the car. But he, Dave just relied on other people giving him rides, and he found comfort in that, and he also enjoyed getting away with it. Well, Lizzie Hale had said, made the statement. I think you played the audio of her saying basically that. Um, she gets out of having to be that person who drives. Yes. Well, yeah. and I think after yeah. the excitement of being, you know, oh, you're getting your driver's license or your learner's permit, after that, it, it completely fades away, and then you just fall into not getting it and enjoying getting rides from other people. Here's the quote from her. She says, there isn't even a really good reason. Uh, over the years, uh, there's certain things that just get lower and lower on the priority list to the point that you just don't think about them anymore until maybe somebody says, well, hey, I've had too much to drink. Maybe you could drive. And I have to be like, "Uh, I don't have a license, and I'm not taking you home. So that's the only time that it really gets brought up, she says. We had a weird neighborhood situation growing up. So we had Mrs. Perkowski, who lived up uh, the uh, the block. She never drove. They moved out from the city. So now in the suburbs, she just got driven everywhere. My mother would always drive her to the supermarket. And then to the uh, right of us, we had Mrs. Foley, who would never drive anywhere where she had to make a right turn. Mm. Oh, I mean, my like, God. Like a oh, weird... Yeah. yeah, like a weird... Yeah, what is that? Wait, wait. She she wouldn't drive where she had to make a right turn? She would leave her house, go down, she'll go make a left, make a left into the uh, <laughs> supermarket parking lot, make a left out of the supermarket parking lot, make a left, and come back home. I would think you'd want to make right turns rather than left yeah, turns right. are easier. My cousin, nah. my cousin won't merge. Won't merge? Nope. nope. She will take. She will not get on a highway. Like she, she, I can't come to your house. I have to merge. You'll have to get come down here. here. Yeah, she yeah won't maybe merge. you're right. Maybe it was right. Uh, right turn to press. Now that I think okay. about that, that'd be that'd be the easier one. Won't merge. Won't merge. What? <laughs> she won't I merge. know. I know people like that. <laughs> it's like it's like in the movie in the movie Clueless. What are you doing? What are you doing? You you you. Uh, oh, you get on the freeway. You get on the freeway. Uh, <laughs> Hey, I don't like merging, but I know how to do it, yeah, and sure. I've learned how to do it. No. I, had a, I had a merging issue this morning getting on the Blue Route, off of the Blue Route to 76. It happens almost every day, but, you know. And listen, whatever. she'll stay in her area. She knows all of the roads where she lives, and she knows where she can go without having to merge. But she's still driving. <laughs> the notion of, uh, right, right. the notion of, to, like, I get impatient when I, people always say, well, we'll, we'll go together a lot of times. I'm like uh, I want my own car. I want to be able to leave when I need when I need yeah. to mm-hmm. need to leave. You know, I love the freedom. I love the freedom of that, yeah. and I and I tend to get antsy or earlier, like uh, dinners or something like that. So to not have that to me would be a real issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's go to some calls. I have Paul. We're going to start with Hey Paul. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, buddy? So my grandfather's 67 year old wife has never gotten a driver's license out of sheer laziness. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she has him who, he's 88. Um, she wow. has him drive her everywhere. Yeah. Doctor's appointments, grocery stores, and they live in Western PA, like in a rural area. Yeah. So it's not like everything's right around the area. So they have to drive like 10 miles to get groceries. And if she has a doctor <laughs> appointment or something, he'll literally just sit in the car for two You say, You say he's he's 88 and she's 67? Yes. Well, that's what he gets for robbing the cradle. Hey, what is uh, no. what does he think about that? You've probably asked him about it, right? Yeah, and you can tell like he's really not a fan of it, but he deals with it. <laughs> he kind of just 
drinks his instant coffee that he brings along. This sex is so good. And he mm-hmm. and mixes the coffee and sits and reads the news. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll be dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's 88. It gives him something to do, maybe. Something to do. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. I guess it gives right. about Thanks, Paul. That'd be daunting to yeah. be someone's basic chauffeur. The chauffeur. Yeah. You know, and I've I've done, when you're a kid and you first get your license, you want to be the chauffeur. Do you need to go anywhere? I'll take you. You know, that's the big thrill. But uh, when you're trying to conduct your own life and work and all that stuff, and you're doing that that uh, scheduling Tetris, it's yeah. a pain in the ass. By the way, Lizzie is uh, from around the area. Yeah. Uh, I remember hearing demos of Hailstorm well before they, uh, I was at uh, uh, David Ivory's uh, studio doing voiceover work. He's like, you got to hear this girl. He's like, she's from around her. And he played her. I'm like, oh, my God, that, listen to that voice. Uh, so it stands to reason that we have some local people who know her. We have Ken on the line who did some sound for her when she was a teen. Hi, Ken. Good morning. Hey, how are you, Preston? Good, buddy. What's up? Nothing, man. So, yeah, it's a little interesting tidbit about her. Um, I was doing sound for her, like, when she was doing loud and local and stuff like that back in the day. Yeah. And her dad, I guess, was, like, their manager and was a big wig somewhere in the record industry as, as far as, like, an A&R rep or something like that. Okay. But dad he, Yeah, he used to, like, chauffeur all them around. I mean, I, I remember doing sound for her. She was 15, 16 years old. And even at that point, we knew she was, you know, on the verge of making it. Yeah. So, so Ken, you, you have a kid, obviously, then in this case, where that's displaying an obvious talent. So they're going to let her, they're going to indulge her. What if, you know, she's getting a, a job at Target or whatever, and she's just doing the, the normal thing that most people do who aren't that naturally gifted? Yeah. It would be a pain in the ass to, to you know... You'd almost say, get a license, you know? No, and I agree with you, but I think at that point she was just so well taken care of that yeah, it was no. almost like a secondary or tertiary kind of thing. Yeah, I hear you. So it was, I hear it you. was yeah. easy for her to just fall into the, hey, dad's taking me here. We're going to that place. We're going to this. We're going to record over there. We're going to meet with these people here. And yeah, I, yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Do you that. think there's the converse case where there's where there's sort of parents or people who sort of sort of dissuade their Kids from getting Driving. license to keep to keep Thanks, like man. like almost in a Beverly Goldberg way to sort of hold some sway and control. Maybe over them. and there's also and as as a uh, uh, a parent of teenagers, there's also an innate fear of a 16 year old driving around. Yeah, even though you did it yourself, um, it's uh, it's pretty <laughs> wild. You know, I'm teaching my my youngest son how to drive right now. And I'm okay with my with with Parker, my 18 year old. He's on his. He's learned. He's good to go. He's had a couple of years under his belt. I don't think about it. Is anymore. he a good driver? He's a good driver. Yeah. But now with with Carter, I'm I'm like, oh, I'm like, I, I I don't know if I'm ready for you to go driving on your own or not. <laughs> my, and he's a good driver, yeah. but I'm still he you makes get worried. These tiny mistakes. My you know? son is 12, and the other day he said, uh, I'm already starting to get nervous about driving. I was uh, like, dude, you got four years, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also nervous because I don't want you ever behind the wheel. But he, like, yeah, you just you. 16 now, looking back on it, way too young. Do you want to entice him? Just play him the clip of you screaming, Wee, guess what I get to do? Yeah, eventually, buddy. Wee, guess what I get to do? He'll know the joy of doing donuts and freshly fallen snow. Driving is fun. (laughs) Let me go to Sharon. Hi, Sharon, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Hey, what's up, Sharon? I didn't get my driver's license until I was 26 years old. Wow, why'd you wait so long? Um, my mom never had her driver's license, and everybody chauffeured her around, so... Looked pretty good to me. Yeah, oh. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lived in a small town. My first job, I could take the bus 
to my mm-hmm. job back and forth. Actually, my nieces and my niece and nephew both had their license before I did. Okay. If you can, if you can riff, and, and and you're you're in the city or you're near public transportation, you get adept at using that. Then that's fine. You 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 can do that. I think like it's funny sometimes when you do a, like a, a Google Map search and you're saying, okay, how long to drive to here, and then you'll see the little icon of the mass transit. And you click on that. And your half-hour drive becomes an hour and a half to get mm-hmm. to where you're going. I'm like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I don't think I could put up with that. So you eventually, what, what made you end up getting your, your license, Sharon? Um, my niece left me at my job for three hours after I got off shift. Ugh. And that, that, well, that's all you needed. That, yeah. and that, that, yes. that to me is. Yes, that is. It's like when you. And then when I got my license, I was like, what the heck was I scared of? <laughs> there you go, right? Spring. So <laughs> I, I can't even believe that I was well, scared. <laughs> yeah, but look, look at it as just a nice surprise yeah. late into your 20s, a little bonus in life. And you enjoy yeah. it, so yeah. that's good. All right, thanks, Sharon. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I wonder about people who take mass transit all the time. Some people do it out of uh, convenience so they're not fighting traffic yeah, and all that stuff. that's totally fine. I think it's a great thing if you and, can swing it. And, and people who ride buses, I, I, you know, I wonder if, uh, you know, because I would imagine you see the same people day in and day yeah, out right? when you're doing that. I wonder if you've... You know, like seen somebody for years and years and years, and never once spoke to them. Now they not sure we're looking at me. Yes, <laughs> um, they never made an, an official connection because it could be you know somebody you could be friends with. You well, see them all the time. The kids within the Philadelphia city limits are use the mass transit as their school buses. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I mean, you're gonna you know that's it's. Uh, it's a way of life. Yeah. And it's pretty wild to hear people are afraid to drive because I actually have more of a fear of being a passenger than I do. I would actually, I, I would prefer to be behind the wheel of a car. Do you, if you're sitting in the passenger side of a car, do your, do, does your brake foot go out or your, you All know, of it, yeah, you know, like I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm always looking around it. Yeah. Especially when you're going through intersections and stuff like that. So <laughs> like when we drove up Mount Washington, you know, my wife was like, very uneasy because she didn't have control of the car. And yeah, I did, and there are no guardrails and all that stuff. Yeah, so. my my wife's very very cautious, kind of old lady driver, and uh, so when I'm a passenger, I have a little pretend accelerator that I. Uh, <laughs> that I will... <laughs> Come on, hey, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go. Yeah, you can go a little bit faster. <laughs> Come on. Uh, let's see. I will go to Jess as to why she doesn't have a license. Hi, Jess. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi. How old are you, Jess, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 32. And you don't have a driver's license? I do not. Why not? I am very scared of driving. get very bad anxiety. Just even thinking about it right now. (laughs) And this has been since you were a teenager? Um, yeah. Did you go through the machinations of of taking a, uh, you know, of, of trying to learn and getting your learner's permit and all that stuff? Um, yeah, I thought about it. I mean, more and more lately, I've been uh, thinking about it because it's, you know, kind of becoming an issue. But, yeah. I'm I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Honestly, if, if you if you are very nervous, then it's probably good that you, you yeah. really come in incrementally. Uh, a good driver's school, uh, you know, will will, will help uh, you get past that. Because if you're out on the street and we're driving with you and you're freaking out, then yeah. that's going to be bad for everyone else. But mm-hmm. But, I mean, ultimately... I think you'll hear like what I think what Sharon was saying. She she was not a fan of the concept. Once she started doing it, she realized, well, look what I've been missing. Jess, where do you live? Do you live in the suburbs? No, I'm in Northeast Philly. Okay, I don't know how you get away with it. Is <laughs> yeah, it- it's not like you know the mass transit there is all that great. I mean, you have. 
just buses. The right? buses, right? Yeah. There's not a lot, a lot of not a lot of train lines. Are do you, there? Do you, go ahead. I'm sorry. What was that? Are there no, a lot of train, train lines line in in? Uh, are there train lines near you, Jess? Um, not really. Uh, it's more like SEPTA buses. Yeah, that's what so, I so, so has Uber? Has that made a uh, an impact on you? Do you end up using stuff like that a lot? Um, not lately. No, I did a lot when I was younger. Okay. Do you ever wish that you did have a license? Yes, I do. Okay. You said it's starting to impact you now. What? How is it impacting? Um, well, I have a daughter. And, okay. Um, she's in school, so when we move, so she, her school's a little bit further. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just being able to get out and do things on my own. Sure. You, do you drive sometimes? Like if you have to. Nope, never oh, have. Okay. Mm, doesn't have a license at all. So. Well, yeah, I know, but oh, they, that doesn't yeah. stop them. Like yeah, I, yeah. tons of people. That's what I, I, I was saying before. It. But yeah, like if they have to, they'll they'll jump in a car anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think if it was like an emergency, emergency, I would do it. But I've never. I guess an emergency, that. yeah. But just like, eh, I'll drive today. I, I would never ever recommend that. Not that you may not be capable of driving, but if for some chance a little bitty accident happens and you don't have a license, man, you just get in a world a of world trouble. hurt. Well, Presley, right. remember that exactly. guy? You, you reported the story about the guy who uh, who actually stole a plane and tried to fly to a rap concert. That's right. Doesn't have a pilot's license. Right? <laughs> That's never. right. Yeah, he figured it out. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember Patch? We used to work with him at Y100, yeah. and I used to have to drive him to uh, get his car serviced, right? So, And he hated being a passenger. Yeah. Hated it. And he's like my mom. My mom, when she rides in the front seat of the car, it's almost like there is no windshield. She will not look out any of the windows. Like, she gets, she has really? warning. Wow. Yes. Who does? My my mom and, and Pat Schmidt. They're won't like, look out the window? No, they won't do it. They, where, do, where do they look? Like read a book or something? Read a or? book. Look okay. at the dashboard. Like the ceiling you know, of the car. The ceiling I'd get of the motion car. sickness if I yeah. did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's a text. I love this. Says, My mother-in-law uh, never later in life went to get her license. Uh, she couldn't figure out. Or, or I'm sorry. She. It says never. Anyhow, she couldn't figure out the computer to answer the questions for the license, so she gave up. <laughs> so that, that when you sit there and you do the computer answers yeah, yeah. as you're doing your permit test. You couldn't figure that out. Yeah. Well, if you can't do that, it's probably best you're not sitting behind the wheel. Yeah. Uh, my son, my youngest son, Carter, is, is going through the the online process of um, there's there's a driver's safety course that he's taking, and it's taking him forever to get through it. There's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of questions on right. this. Mm-hmm. He's like, 90, he's been working on it for months. He's only 90% done with it. Um, and then when he's done with that, then he's going to take a driving course which the driving instructor will actually test him for the driver's license. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty so, cool. So somebody you're familiar with is yes. going to test you as opposed to, you know, some officer or whoever gets in and you don't know who they are and you're really nervous and you're you're not, you know, you're yeah. not really paying attention. I don't know what sort of certifications they have to go through because a friend of mine does that. It's kind of like the side job that he does for um, the high school that he works at. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times like high school teachers like, yeah, I'll coach track you right, know or, right. or whatever yeah, teach drivers ed. So, so he's teaching driver's ed there do you have to have some sort of special certification i would, I would, hope, so. Right? Yeah. I would hope so i'm run the av department <laughs> i can teach driving yeah, yeah yeah i do not know let me go to cafeteria lady hi jason you're on the air you guys rock thanks hey! jason what's up man i am 41 years old i have never had a driver's license all right and this is by choice this is by choice. All right. What's your reasoning behind that? Because there is so much asshattery on the road. <laughs> I cannot trust anybody else behind the wheel. Can't argue with that. So what? what is your, what do you do for a living? How, how Do you work from home or how do you I'm, get about? I'm an independent contractor. 
And so how do you do that? Yeah. Uh, how do I do that? I, you know, I I meet other, you know, I meet other guys for, you know, my fiance drives, so that's how I get where I need to go. You don't have, uh, like, a truck or anything like that with a bunch of stuff on it that has to get to the job sites? You mail it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, actually, I just, there's another guy, independent contractor in my neighborhood. You know, he lives around the block from me, picks me up, we go to the job site. All right. So where are you from? Yeah, 41 years old. No, where are you from, Jason? Oh, I'm sorry. Pensacola, New Jersey. All right, so so you've known this guy for, so you've always, is it just the same guy over the past couple of decades that you've worked with, or have you hooked up with other guys who have just driven you to the job site and back? Exactly. All right. Like, whenever I've needed a ride, I've always managed to procure one. Okay. And, and All Jason, right. does your fiance ever complain about having to drive you around everywhere? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like, 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 I'm, you know, I'm a smoker. It's like, babe, go get me a pack of smoke. She's like, you're coming with me. Yeah, she's got to get up and go. Yeah, Jason, that's you're you're absolutely required. You're a burden. (laughs) Yeah, that's a bit of a burden. You are a big time burden. Uh huh. Do you think you'll ever? You're 41. You've gotten by in life without it. You think you'll ever get one? Um, maybe. Okay. Like maybe what? Maybe once, like Back to the Future hover cars are invented. All right. Yeah, that seems safe. Wow. Yeah. Why right. don't you it's, set up something like you won't get your license until all gay drivers can be married or oh, something? Right. Right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Good luck to you. Uh, let me see here. I will go next. There's a lot of really good calls here. I'm going to go to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Michelle? Not much. How are you guys? Good. We're good. So you waited a long time to get your license. I did. I did. I was terrified. Terrified. Like I would have nightmares about hitting telephone poles. <laughs> and the second I would like think about it, okay, I can do it. I can do it. Like I, I would just tense up and go into a panic. And I just learned to live my life without it. How? Really. How? At what age did you finally cave and get one? Um, thirty. I was thirty years old. Okay, and uh, how long have you been driving now? Five, and I like cannot picture life without driving. How long have you been driving? What's that? How long have you been driving now? You say you got your license at thirty. Yep, I've been. Yeah, I'm thirty five, so it's been five years. Okay, and, you know. So you know, it's yeah. funny when you stop and think about it, though. And uh, uh, Michelle, you know, you think about when you're taking your driver's uh, your your test, and you're learning, and you think about the momentum of the car and the wheel, and so on and so forth, and it, it is a little daunting. Now the things that I used to be, I, I you you have little flashbacks of the times you were mortified about passing between two cars, mm. or I'm going to knock driving this side view truck. off driving next to a truck, which is still an uncomfortable thing. Uh-huh. But now there are things that start to just happen, you know, almost like muscle memory and instinctively the way you respond, and that's that's how you become a driver. But you only it's one of those things, as with so many things in life, it's you only get good at it by doing it, and, and so and, and I'm sure now at this point that you're at. You're you're a competent, good driver, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, I was in a car with my friend, and she was flying all over the road, not looking. And I'm like, these are the people I'm relying on, but I'm afraid of myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. There you go. And then, yeah. now with all the driver's, driver's assist and, and, and uh, you know, lane guidance and all that stuff, it's, it's actually easier than ever yeah. to drive safely. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It All is. Right. And really, like, just paying attention, looking at the road. And, like, I just literally had to give my fears away. And, you know, it's so freeing. So we, my advice to anybody who's afraid of it, just 
I was so held back in life. Get, like, there you go. Here's, you have some sage advice. Nice. That's cool. All right. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah. I appreciate it. Steve, you're, you're right about all those uh, safety systems on cars now. The yeah. uh, uh, the automatic braking, uh, you know, collision braking yeah. uh, has been great. Mine won't come to a dead stop. But if it feels that I'm I'm coming up on something too quickly, um, it, it will slow down, yeah. and you'll you'll feel pressure on the accelerator uh, immediately, and you know, oh god, and it'll it'll yeah. beep, and so it it has saved me probably from minor little fender benders on more than one or two occasions. So in the Volvo, they have this autonomous level three. So if you're like if you're if you're um you 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 touch the wheel, you know, to make sure, you want to make sure you're there. But if you're in um stop and start traffic or rush hour traffic, you know, it's a lot of times there's rear end collisions. It this the car will take over and just there's no you have to actively want to rear end somebody yeah. or get into a situation now. And then with the lane assist where you start, if you start to veer off, it taps the wheel back. It, mm-hmm. it, it guides you back into the lane. Yep, my on, car does that too. It's great. On Wednesday, when uh, it was snowing out, I was driving home, and I don't have a driver assist, but I think maybe Jesus is behind the wheel at one point because yeah. there was a car that was had to stop, and it started swerving into my lane. So their brakes had locked, and they swerved into my lane, and then I had to put my brakes on. And my car started swerving as well. And somehow, I don't know how it happened, but there was only enough room between that car and the guardrail for my car to get through. Jesus took us right through. Let me ask you. Yes. That guy was a stunt driver. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't know. Let me really ask you something. Good. When you were learning to drive, what was what was the big what was the uh what was the big fear? What was what was the thing that you just you just made you go? You break into a cold sweat when you had to do. Yeah. So, so highway traffic left was lane, your big terror. Le- well, well, specifically the left lane of 76. Okay. Uh, before the before taking the test, uh, parallel parking. Parallel yeah. parking. Yep. That was mine, too. I wasn't. I was never scared to get into a car and drive, and I wasn't really scared of parallel parking, but, like, I practiced it so that when I went for the test, mm-hmm. I would pass it. We yeah, didn't have too. that. We didn't have parallel parking when we took the test. I know some people who Crazy, did not have right? to do parallel parking. Now the car will parallel park for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, my son's going to have to do it. My yeah. uh, Parker did, so. Now uh, I'm damn good at it. Preston, uh, was it you and I who did the uh, Hoagie Day thing down at Independence Mall last year? Yeah. I, I was... <laughs> I parallel parked in such a tight little spot that I stood next to my car for like a couple of minutes afterwards. Because you were so proud. I was so proud. Yeah. I go, guys, check this out. Look yeah. at this. Look at this. Check this out. When you nail it yeah. without without a mechanical assist, it's a beautiful thing. There was a time I had an apartment in the city and uh, I got really good at it. I could squeeze in a tiny little space. I can still do it, obviously, but I used to be really, really good at it and I was pretty proud of it. Oh. Go ahead. No, when my brother Christopher, he had like just a you know crappy old car. He was going to Temple in the city. He bang, I'm bang, like, bang, yes. bang, right? I'm like, are, is this? I was in the car the whole time. Like, are they, are you, you're hitting the other cars. It's yeah. like nothing. Yeah. It's just like little bumper cars. I was walking down South Street one time with this friend of mine, Brian, and and we see a car doing that. He goes bang, 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 pulls in, walk up. New York license plate. It's like, yep, New Yorker. Park. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's no. a great scene in the movie. Uh, in the movie, uh, it's, I think it's Bananas, where Woody Allen's walking down the street and the guy's b- backing in and he goes, you know, parallel parking. He goes, yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's it. how my grandfather, uh, grandmother taught my father to parallel park. You, you back. Pop. You back up until you hit the other car. Yeah. So then when my dad went for his driver's license test, he's like, all right, I got it. And the guy was like, serious? Yes. Yeah. He, he's in the, and he's like, no, no, this is how my mom taught me how to drive. This, so, that's the same uh, grandmother that uh, talked about the cassette player in the car. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even with the assist. So if you do the, the ones, that, and, and again, the Volvo has the the, uh, the, uh, the parallel parking assist. 
You have to. I, I will park in much tighter. I will park in much tighter uh, conditions than a lot of uh, than the autonomous systems will let you park in. They're going to give you a nice buffer. Oh, I squeeze. I can squeeze. Yeah, into it. Small look at the video of the Woody Allen movie. What movie is that? It's bananas. That's great. <laughs> Good. He just, I mean, slams into the car. He's helping him out. You know, but back in the day with those bumpers, Ooh. you know, like now your bumpers are basically fiberglass. You right. know, yeah, they don't. They, they're not bumpers anymore. Well, you don't. You still don't but, wanna, you, you don't necessarily leave marks like you would on a bumper like that. And, yeah. and also, you can trip the security system. Yeah. You know, when you the, the motion system will, will you know activate the oh, alarm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you know before you're gonna yeah, bang yeah, into yeah. it. Usually, there's a little beep. So. Uh, interesting. Well, listen, I, I thought those were, uh, I thought that was worth bringing up. Lizzie Hale had no idea, never had a driver's license. And she said, it's just kind of never got around to it. And as life went on, it became less and less of a priority. She's in a different, you know, world. Obviously yes. she gets chauffeured around a lot. I remember seeing a, a documentary about the police and Stuart Copeland goes, uh, he was, he was narrating goes, and at this time I realized I hadn't driven a car in four years. It's just because he was being shuttled around all well, over the look place. At, look at Prince Philip. You know, he just got in the oh, yeah. he, he still wanted to drive and got yep. into that accident. Like, exactly. It's in the, time's up, dude. Uh, I bring tidings. I bring good tidings, folks. Uh, Redstone American Grill is here. Yay! They have arrived, and they brought with them, from what I understand, uh, mini banana cream pies. See, I've been wanting banana cream pies. Mini. Really? Really? Yes. Uh-oh, what are you going to do? I don't know. I've been, <laughs> I, I feel like today should be an exception. Well, I did hit my goal weight today. Oh, then you're good. Have so, five. Oh, and then tomorrow you won't be at your goal uh, weight. But they brought uh, breakfast sliders, applewood smoked bacon, some bourbon, cornbread. Their cornbread's phenomenal. I will take uh, caller number 15 and give you a $50 Redstone gift card, 215-263-WMMR. They are officially reopened after their fire in Plymouth meeting. Uh, and they want to thank you for your support, and they want you to come and join them for lunch or dinner. Awesome. Reservations at redstonegrill.com. Caller number 15-215-263-WMMR. Going to take care of you. We'll break. We'll be back in just a moment. Bizarre File Stories are up next. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Dave Joyce. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyword local shots. Dave Joyce, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. You know, before we go to the Bizarre File, we're going to get our, our guest on because he's yeah. he's at work right now, and uh, we need to talk to him. So uh, I'm very excited about the fact that his game show on Fox 29 is moving to a more prime spot in the day. I actually started to watch it. They bumped it over there for a little test run, mm-hmm. uh, I forget, during one of the, maybe around the holidays, yep. and I got to see a lot of it. Really like it. Uh, not only a show host, but a school teacher as well, so... Let's, let's welcome the host of uh, Clash Room on Fox 29, our friend, Mr. Richard Curtis. Hey. hey! Wait, what's up? You guys want to talk about the Clash Room? I, they brought me on to talk about the Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper being in love thing. You got the scoop, <laughs> yeah, right? Sorry. 
Yeah, man, I have no idea why I'm here, I guess. Yo, nah. guys, thanks for having me, man. This is uh, awesome. Of course. So so the show has been running at uh, noon on uh, on Fox 29, but uh, that was kind of, I guess, the test slot and see how that was accepted, and uh, things are going well, right? Yeah, man, we, uh, we started at noon, which is perfect because I've never seen the show, actually. I, I think it's cool, uh, <laughs> but it's tough being at work all the time. But, uh, yeah, so we cut, cut the chops a little bit at noon. And uh, the powers that be believe in this thing a lot, and uh, they're moving it to 6.30, which is so awesome. Yeah. Because now you get to cook a little dinner and yell at the TV to, uh, you know, prove that you're smarter than uh, the rest of your family, which will be so fun. So we got into the, the, the groove, my wife and I. We were watching it. it was, I mean, now listen, I know it's on another network, but we, we would watch Classroom into Jeopardy. So, you know, I mean, you can also stay with Fox. Obviously, that's a, that's a, a, a perfectly good option. But uh, so yeah. it's, it's a good it's a good primer, and we actually enjoyed it. It's a nice hours worth of trivia but it starts off with you guys and i enjoy the uh the, the construct of the show i wasn't really getting to see it regularly at its 12 o'clock slot but we had talked about this richard that this might be a possibility so so glad to hear it past muster it, it passed muster and you're 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 good to go now yeah well i remember coming in there the first time when we first kind of debuted and, and we were just chatting around it was kind of like Man, this would be awesome if after school, yeah. you know, the kids, t- kids and teachers that are actually on the show can actually see this. <laughs> and now we're going to get the opportunity, and uh, that's what's so cool, right? Every time you have those next set of viewers, they're going to get to see this. Someone else is going to get exposed to the show, which would be so much fun. So the trivia questions, the, the, the general knowledge questions, the, the questions that are skewed. So you have the students squaring off against their teachers, and, yeah. uh, and you, there's enough there pop culture-wise that caters to... Their age demo and to the teacher's demo to make it fair. There are things like uh, a segment where the uh, you're put in detention uh, for a little bit. And there's different conceits throughout the game that I think are pretty cool and very school-related. But as far as the quality of the, the, uh, the general knowledge questions, it's really solid. Who puts those together? Well, we have a A-plus team that, that kind of sits back and just all they do is just come up with questions. Man. Yeah. And, it's, and like what's important is it's got a little bit of something for everybody. Now, I do not claim to be the smartest person in the world, okay? Now, for me to be able to watch this show and actually know answers makes it a thousand times more fun. Yes. You're like, whoa, I actually knew that. Right. So, uh, it, to play along, guys, like, it's just a blast. And now, putting it at this time, you, get a, you, you, know, you can make the dinner. Sit down with the kids and have a little bit of family time, and how cool is that, right? It's awesome. Are you now? Eventually, Richard, there's only so many high schools in and around the area. Are you guys going to go be going back to some schools occasionally when you when you have so many shows under your belt? But, but maybe bring other teachers on board to play the game. Well, it's it's not only just high schools; it's middle schools, and and uh, okay. yeah, we'll bring. Well, we we have some schools that have already been on twice, but I mean, we're booked up already in the season two, which is crazy. Nice, awesome. Casey. How cool I, is this? I, I, I was going to tell Casey real quick, Richard. I don't know if you know, but the O'Hara, the students beat the uh, the teachers. Yeah, I believe it. Oh. Which, you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because the students are so smart. Yeah. 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 What if a oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, teachers can't lose because even if your students beat you, you'd be like, guys, who do you think taught them that? Yes, right, it's right. a win-win. So what were you going to bring up? I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Richard. Uh, I actually have no idea. Okay, okay. Well, let me ask. Let me ask you something. Is there is there a point at which it might? Uh, you know, obviously you can go through various iterations, and since it's school based, is there a chance you might occasionally flirt with the uh, the college students? Well, that's obviously been talked about. Not only that, but how cool would it be to see the fire versus the police, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we on Tuesday. This is where I was going, Preston. Tuesday, okay. huge episode. The Good Day staff. 
You got Mike Jarek, Mike Jarek versus Alex Hawley morning. You got Karen. You, I mean, you got Karen and Sue Stereo on there. Steve Keeley. Like, it's, it's going to be great, man. Thomas Drayton, boys versus girls. Who's smarter? Well, you got to tune in on Tuesday to find out. Love so it. you can do different iterations like that. It won't always necessarily be just straight up high school or, ju- or junior high. Nope, could be anything. And All I right. think that's uh, awesome. Let's leave it open-ended, you know? Awesome. Richard, we will do that in a heartbeat. Yes. If you, yeah. want, if you want to make your way around to the world of radio, we would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, man, you guys rock. Honestly, I, I, got, I, was, I wrote it down last night. I was like, get them on the show. <laughs> if you need to bring on a team that you want to make feel good by having them guaranteed win, <laughs> yeah. just pair them against us. Uh-huh. Like, like people who've gone through surgery or something or have some sort of hardships in their life, have them square up against us, and they'll, they'll absolutely win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Make him feel good. Yeah. Deal, man. Yeah. All right. Well, so guys, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, man. I, I I'm pumped to uh, pumped to get you out there. I I love having you. I love jumping on the show here and, and being a part of Excellent. what you guys do. All right. You so, got a big weekend ahead, man. Yes. Classic coming up. Yeah. Tomorrow, with Jen, Jen Frederick's going to be out there. Yeah. It is. It's yes. so much fun. So we're getting set for that. Hey, listen, real quick. So weekdays at six thirty. This is Monday through Friday. The show and it's it's happening right now. Or no, yeah, March fourth. Fox 29 starts Monday of next week, okay. 6.30 time slot. You can join us, man, and uh, I can't wait for everybody to see it. Awesome. Cool. Excellent. All right, well, good luck. Congratulations. It's awesome. All that stuff, Richard. Always great to talk to you. Uh, yeah, you too. Hey, Preston, by the way, I've seen Parker drive. Yeah. Not that bad. I'd give him an eight. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought so. I've done good. All right, thank you. Richard Curtis. There you go. Take care, bud. Uh, that's awesome. He's at school. He's at Souderton right now. He's got a teacher day. But it's it's a fun show. It's uh, I love trivia shows. I, I couldn't watch it. You know, obviously, we're here. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not uh, uh, available to sit down and watch the show. But once they started, I think it was probably during the holidays, uh, Christmas, they bumped it down into that 630 slot as sort of a test. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a thing that runs. It's called Page Six. It's like a gossip show. Okay. And they're, they're obviously bumping that out and moving this in. Cool. Um, Dennis's school is going to be on his show. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know when. But awesome. Yeah. William Tennant High School. Is Dennis going to be on it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I got some B-File stories. If you don't mind, we're going to get those going now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And this morning brought to you by Robbins Diamonds, a tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. Well, I showed Casey this yesterday. Uh, Shocking footage shows a teenager falling through a skylight at a school gymnasium as a wrestling tournament was taking place. And normally, I think it's hilarious seeing people fall through, you know, drop ceilings and stuff like this. This was a gym, so the really, really high oh, ceilings yeah. are about 40 feet up. <gasps> Jesus. Uh, children were competing in one of the final matches of the tournament at uh, Buckholtz High School in Florida when a young man came tumbling down through the high ceiling of the gym in the video. Uh, cracking can be heard as kids compete on the mat, and then the 19-year-old falls 40 feet to the ground. Seconds later, he landed on the mat, which I imagine helped him a tiny a bit. A bit. Uh, police said the teenager was among eight teens who were trespassing at the school when one of them threw a cell phone onto the gym's roof. Uh, one man walked across the skylight and fell right through. Uh, Sharon Gonzalez, whose son was uh, competing, uh, witnessed the incident, recorded it on her cell phone. She said, we just started hearing some cracking sounds. A couple people thought that it sounded like gunshots. I didn't think that, but all of a sudden you just see this boy fall from the ceiling and uh, through the skylight. Uh, she said that an ambulance and uh, police were called, and she stayed at the scene to make sure that rescue workers 
uh, could see her video in case it helped with the treatment. Right, right. Uh, she said uh, a friend of hers who was a paramedic tried to help, but she could see from the way that he had a bulge on his back that his back was probably broken. Oh, uh, there was another person on the roof looking down through the hole after it happened. The grandmother of the boy who uh, fell said his name was Chad and that he broke several bones. Uh, he had to go undergo a six-hour surgery and Hi, is Grandma. still bed-bound and alert and talking, though. He'll be discharged in a couple of To be days. honest, it's amazing he's alive. Yeah, most of 40 feet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's weird to say he's fortunate, but he was. Yeah. A driver managed to rack up about $1,000 in traffic fines Monday afternoon with two speeding tickets in 11 minutes. Two speeding tickets in 11 minutes. Yeah, and he was hauling ass. The California Highway Patrol first stopped the driver of a Nissan Altima at about 12.30 p.m. Uh, for traveling 90-plus miles per hour. The same car was pulled over at 12.41 p.m., 11 minutes later, going 103 miles per hour. Oh, man. Oh, my so God. He didn't learn his lesson. Is he going to lose it? his license? And they didn't indicate. They oh, said... Oh, uh, Preston, it was a flip-flop sale at Ross. Oh, he had to get there, yeah. man. No, listen, uh, the CHP tells drivers to slow down after handing out speeding tickets, not yeah. speed up. Uh, the tickets probably cost the guy four to $500 a piece. Yeah, no word on, like, points and things and, and driver suspension or anything. Along right, those I, lines. I, you can leave now, but I better see you peel out. If you are looking for a unique brunch, this is it. The Book Club Restaurant in East London is serving up a menstruation-themed oh, menu. Nice. For the Big Bloody Brunch event. Sounds uh, great. The menu includes red velvet period pancakes, tampon-shaped macaroons. Oh, that's why. And Bloody Marys. Mm. Uh, the event came to life after research conducted by Big Bloody Brunch Charity showed half of people described periods as unpleasant or disgusting, but that 69% of the people said that they wish that we felt more comfortable about them. See, I would I would go to a brunch where it was like comfort foods for when yes. you're PMSing or you do have your okay. period and something. But I don't need a tampon-shaped whatever. Yeah. Uh, the... You should check out their bloody hemorrhoid brunch. <laughs> yeah, no. That's really... That's awesome. The bleeding hemorrhoid yeah. brunch. Yeah. Uh, the aim of the brunch <laughs> is to destigmatize conversations around periods. It's to get a conversation started. So here's your... Vagina-shaped pancakes. (laughs) The conversation has started. Yeah, it's about your stupid pancakes. As well as uh, raise money for the uh, period poverty charity. Free speech is very important, especially if your business has a name that some might take offense to. Take, for example... Handjob Salon <laughs> in Perkins Township, Ohio. Oh, right. Sorry, that's a great name. The town's zoning director, Megan Sherlin, said that there have been complaints about the salon, adding that officials are looking into whether the sign can be considered obscene. Yeah, I'd like to come in for a haircut. <clears throat> now, the owner, Dawn Moon, said if you go and you get your nose done, it's called a nose job, right? Well, if you come in and you get your hands done, it's a hand job. So it's yeah. they do manicures. Uh, she added that she'll go to court to fight any attempts to make her change or remove the sign. So do they she, do rims, Preston? She's standing by. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> like <laughs> jobs. Like good. a tire plate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, a, like a tire. Jobs. Yeah, rim jobs. Yeah, I mean, listen. I love it. I, I love it. They, there is a like camel towing and stuff like that. Sure. I love that. Have some fun with it for yes. crying out loud. Yep. Uh, the kayak killer is back in the water. A woman named Angelica Groswald. I've talked about her in the Bizarre File before. She's the Latvian woman who admitted to letting her fiancé drown in the Hudson River after pulling the drain plug from his kayak. Yes. She says in a new interview that she's out paddling again while on parole. 
in a profile for Elle magazine, which includes a bizarre photo shoot featuring Graswald underwater in her bathtub. The 39-year-old ex-con says that she has been living, working, and kayaking at a church camp in upstate Orange County near so, where her husband-to-be died. So she's become like a little celebrity after killing her husband. And she says she has no regret. She said, I don't regret what happened. I don't think what if anymore. Uh, I she, didn't like him. Well, she became a born-again Christian in prison. Okay, there you go. So it's all good It's now. all good now. Uh, that's the beauty of being a Christian, she said. You know, you, you have a bright... Clean the slate. It's like an etch-a-sketch when you shake it. You have a bright future. Uh, she was convicted of criminally negligent homicide in the death of Vincent Viafore in 2017 and a sweetheart plea deal that saw her spend just two and a half years behind bars, including time served. Uh, she tearfully admitted to the court that she pulled the plug from Viafore's boat before watching him drown as his kayak had capsized during a, bu- a booze-fueled boating trip. It's clear you killed him, but I got to tell you, you are a Adorable. Uh, she had previously maintained her innocence despite telling police in an 11-hour interrogation that she was euphoric about his death. So, mm. uh, And then I had more to the story, but I lost the second page. <laughs> that tends to undermine the Sorry. sense of loss when you're euphoric about someone's death. It does. <laughs> when Maria Boxall found a snake in her luggage following a holiday in Australia, she thought it had been placed there by a member of her family. She thought it was uh, fake. But the Scottish grandmother quickly realized that it was not a practical joke. When she touched it, it moved. It's a real freaking snake. Uh, she had. Well, she's Scottish, right? Inadv- she is. Yeah, yeah. She, she had inadvertently transported the reptile in her suitcase on a flight from Queensland. So there it was. Popping him up a weird piece of luggage. And what I see? A freaking snake. Uh, Miss Boxall only discovered it hiding in a shoe. Complete with shed skin <laughs> as she unpacked her at her home. It was shedding its skin in her luggage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's disgusting. The right next to my favorite dildo. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't get as much as I used to I, in my prime. I guess so, Grandma. Uh, the snake was uh, taken outside uh, in the shoe. Hi, yeah, hi to you too. And the shoe and contained by a relative until Scottish SPCA uh, staff arrived. It turned out to be a python. And where was this again, Preston? Uh, well, she was coming from Australia. Of course. Uh, Mrs. Boxall's son-in-law, Paul, said that she had mentioned thinking that she had seen a snake in her room uh, over there before, but she... You know what? I think I've seen a python in my room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is thought the snake may be given to a zoo after it passes quarantine, so they'll do that. And there you go. That's what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. All right. Uh, oh, I have this. I have Creed 2 on Blu-ray to give oh. away. Yeah, caller number 12. We'll Still have to see that. Me too. Uh, me too. Yeah. yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. The legacy of Apollo Creed continues in Creed 2, starring, of course, Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone. Own you it. get it. Own it. <laughs> what? You get it. Own it uh, March 5th. Uh, on Blu-ray or own the digital movie right now. So we'll take uh, Caller 12 and set you up. 215-263-WMMR. More giveaways coming up. I haven't even done the movie screening passes yet for uh, Captain Marvel, which we'll do. More passes uh, or uh, gift cards from our friends at Redstone. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us this morning. Guess what? We have 10 passes to the Captain Marvel screening just for you, podcasters. So if you would like to go to our advanced screening on March 5th at 7.30 p.m. at the Regal Warrington, then please email your name, age, and phone number to podcast at WMMR.com right now for your chance to win. Good luck, podcasters, and thanks for listening.
But please <laughs> welcome Mark Norman hey. to the show. Hey, hey, good to be here. Nice. See, they talk about radio being dead. Podcasts, they don't have food. Yeah, no. exactly. No food in podcasts. This is good stuff. Thanks, man. We I, were... I haven't eaten meat in three years. I just gave it up. <laughs> really? Yeah. You just gave up your, your veganism? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, I'll be gay next. <laughs> <laughs> This is good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Let's see how it turns out. We don't have any gay menu items coming up. I don't know. Uh, Gilboss is coming out. There you go. (laughs) How you been, man? Good, good. Good to be back. Uh, I love it here. I've been great. Just doing the road like crazy. I bought an apartment. Uh, Really? I'm Muslim now. I'm all different. You're Muslim now. Up in New York, you have a lot of life changes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Got uh, I'm sorry. You bought it. So you bought an apartment in New York. What, yeah. what part of New York do you live in? West Village. Okay. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, Any old I money gotta... left over? No. No. I'm broke. I'll be taking some uh, <laughs> some food home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I live in the, my favorite neighborhood. The West Village is a it's a gay area. The the gay pride parade actually goes right by my house every day. And uh, <laughs> every it, it is it is intensely gay. Oh yeah. And it's listen. It, no, that town that area knows how to party. Party. Yes. When there are parades, they bring it. Oh, yeah. yeah. The bars close at four, and uh, the gay guys aren't shy about, you know, PDA. <laughs> so if you're into that, you can really just pull up a lawn chair and, and <laughs> take it. An and they iPhone. don't mind? No, they love it. <laughs> there we go. I, I kind of feel like a hot lady for the first time in my life because I am getting catcalled quite <laughs> and the, the The things they say are horrifically <laughs> sexual and and. Inappropriate, yeah, okay. and I'm into it. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I think you ladies need to cool it a little bit with the. Oh, I'm offended. Come yeah, on, yeah. it's flattering. Maybe tamp down that Me Too stuff a little. Yeah, bit. like these guys could pin me down and choke me all day long, but I'm fine with it. That's a it's, joke. It's what you like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it a little rough. I'll tell you one thing. It's funny because when you go to, when uh, there's you know, the part of L.A. Uh, well, I guess. Where there's it's a the the the, the gay community West Hollywood all the dudes are super buff yeah oh yeah and tan and it's like um, yeah there there it's but it's it seems like we're missing out we're not enjoying life as much you oh, know that's true. yeah yeah we had a, a former coworker who is gay and is you know he's uh, in a committed relationship for years and years but he would post uh, pictures on like Facebook when he would he and his uh, husband would have yeah. these parties. And it was like a bodybuilder competition at wow. these. It was crazy. Yeah. Like all these buff dudes in speedos outside of the pool. I'm like, all right. And they look like they're having fun. They oh, did. yeah. You would not. You're a bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Big fat bear. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. a twink. I, I think we can all go around. You're what? A, a, like a, a meerkat? In between a bear and a twink. <laughs> all right. You're a twer. Yeah. A twer. <laughs> yeah. But they, they get after or it. I think. I think they're so happy because they can't have kids. Yeah, ah, oh, that's, that's my what theory. brings you down. Yes. The kids kill it. Because we're all worried about the, the biological clock, and is my kid going to be, yeah. you know, uh, a little <laughs> scrambled if I get too old? But uh, they don't have to worry about that. Also, they ruined themselves with the marriage thing. That was a mistake. You think so? <laughs> they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> extracting the joy from life. Yeah, I yeah. know I'm all about equality, and, and I'm all yeah. for gay marriage, but I don't know what they were thinking. That and the military. Like, hey, hey, you guys are sitting pretty. <laughs> you want to get married and join the military? What, are you crazy? <laughs> well, where's your life relationship-wise right now? 
I'm actually uh, seeing a gal. She's nice in a wheelchair, so she can't get away. But uh, no, 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 it's a walker. But uh, it's a walker. She's uh, yeah. I got a nice, lovely dame. Met her at a comedy show, and uh, the rest is your show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, there you go. You see, that's proof. That, well, she is oh, lovely. She's beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. You should see her penis. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Jesus. Let me ask you a quick question, Mark. Why did you hashtag in this photo of you and your girlfriend? Hashtag abortion. Oh, good well, you got to keep it some fun. You know, I can't just be this mushy douche all day long, you know? So you just threw that in. Yeah. You figured abortion would keep it as a little bit volatile. Yeah, and I'm yeah. pro-abortion, and, uh, you know, why not cause awareness? Wow. Oh, so she came to your show. Now, you, you obviously, you have a, well, we love it, your quirky sense of humor, but uh, did you, did she... Was she coming to see you specifically? No, I have no fans. Okay, so I have she, no fans. She just came to a show, and she was actually on a date. What? And you stole some dude's date. <laughs> yeah, she was on some Tinder nonsense, and uh, yeah, I, I had a good set, and that was it. All right, did she approach you after the set? She messaged me, and she commented or, or quoted one of my jokes in her message. Which oh. joke was it? Uh, something about abortion, I believe. <laughs> There we go. Hashtag abortion. So okay. It all comes back. Uh, I would disagree with you about you not having any, any fans. I, I'm a big fan of yours, Mark. Oh, I told well, you that off special air. Special needs. I'm going to tell you on air. I don't. Um, a, your jokes are funny. Uh, your delivery is very unique. Uh, I, you know, there, there aren't many people. I don't think there's anybody else out there that, that's like you. And, and I love your style. Why? Wow, so. Hey, that means a lot. If I could take a compliment, I would appreciate it. <laughs> you would appreciate it, but you can. I can't. I'm so dead inside. Are. It's yeah. a steel trap in here. So, but I thank you, buddy. You're a good Lord. God bless you and praise Allah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, having right. a being in a relationship is fun. I'd yeah. say the time you save not chasing gash is a whole <laughs> different lifestyle. You know, it's wild. Were you quite a gash hound before? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, a hatchet wound. I was all over it. Uh, just it was a problem. I couldn't stop. I was addicted. And and this broke the addiction. Yeah. Well, I was in a twelve year relationship, mind you. I was at a high school sweetheart situation. Oh, wow. We moved to New York together. I started doing comedy. It fizzled. 12 years. So I got out of that, and I would just went on a rampage. All right. So at, at, in a 12-year relationship from high school straight out of there, when did it start deteriorating, and how many years did that take? It was ugly. I, it probably it probably should have ended at year seven or eight. Oh, no so you really hung you, on. You, you beat that dead horse. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was a horse. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like we lived in a tiny apartment in New York. We're oh. poor. I'm trying to be a comedian. I was a janitor at the time. She's trying to be a graphic designer, so she's sitting at home all day just drawing, and we hated each other, but you... you it's convenience. Yeah, and it's also, you almost develop a, the Stockholm Syndrome where you're like, yes. you're a prisoner, but you don't realize it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just huh. the idea of being alone after that is so terrifying. Like, you, you have a partner, her family knew my family. It was oh. like, it was too much. You're too firmly right. entrenched. Yes. So you, so you said janitor. I automatically think high school when I think janitor. But what? where, where were you working? What type of place? I was a janitor at a, uh, like a hedge fund kind of joint. Okay. It so, was a, a skyscraper. So waste paper baskets and stuff like that. Not, not, not 
the, like vo- school vomit and uh, no, diarrhea and but stuff. I like saw that. some wacky stuff. I saw some child porn. Really? Seriously? Yeah, the slider. Yeah, Whoa. and uh, those guys are just kind of gross. And they would all look at me weird because these are kind of privileged, well to do business guys. And they yeah. would always be like, why is this white kid mopping? Yeah, yeah. What's he up to? Is he a heroin addict? What's going on? <laughs> so there was a lot of fishiness there. They, 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 they treated you poorly? I wouldn't say poorly. They just didn't. They didn't even look. Did, they didn't. They didn't bother to learn your name or say hi. No, but one time, my my famous story is I was mopping and a guy slipped, like a businessman yeah. fell on his back and he flipped out. He was like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "You got to put a sign down." And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "The sign lets me know that the floor is wet." I'm like, "But I'm mopping <laughs> in front of you," and I got fired. Really? You know? yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that was it. That, that was because last... you stated the obvious. Yeah, and you can't yeah. talk back to these. Uh, you can't sass guppies. them. No, yes. no. Was that the end of the janitorial arts? For that you? was it. Two okay. years. Wow. So, so when you so high school s- sweetheart, yeah. now, were, were you a, were you the mascot in school? I was. Yes. Wow. How'd you pull that? I do a little research. Hey, you know more than my father, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> Which, what was your character? What, what kind of mascot? Uh, it was the De La Salle Cavaliers. So he's kind of like a pirate kind of guy. Oh, the he, ones that are sort of human looking are always kind of suck. Always the worst. And I got fired from that gig as well. Why? why? Well, <laughs> you know, those gigs, you're at the football game, there's an energy in the air, and you start drinking some whiskey, <laughs> and uh, you get that big head on, and you forget that you're in front of children, and I did a lot of humping of the air and a lot of horrific uh you know finger actions and uh they, they well, got they were pirates they were known to be they were exactly. rapists yeah they're rapists they're, they steal from people and rape them yeah. I, I was i was uh you were like, method, method. <laughs> i have a very quick story and i'll share it with you i was a mascot for one day at barnes and noble and uh do you know the the book series for kids cookie mouse you no. give a cook a uh, anyway so it's a, a giant mouse costume right <laughs> And uh, I'm standing and I'm walking around in the kids section and I'm wearing the you know the mascot. Had you had a couple of drinks too? No, no, no. This okay. is just a, yeah. a straight day at Barnes and Noble. This is okay. this is a. Tittering on a Fogel territory <laughs> yeah, here. Well, no, 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 not kids, not kids involved. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> but a cute coworker walks down, a female coworker walks down the hall, and I just, I, I, I get, and I, this was a saying that my friends and I had been uh, sort of corresponding with, but I, I just get kind of down low, at, like a mascot would, and I just go, "Hey, come on over here, sweet teas." Except that I said the full word. Uh-huh. This is of somebody I had just met. She had no idea who I was, and I'm dressed like Cookie Mouse at the time. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes you feel invincible. Exactly. Your, behind it, the the the, the wall. Of a character, I thought I was being funny. She thought that I was sexually harassing her. She was, of course, correct, and I, I, I was the one that kind of looked like a jerk. Wow. There's a level of anonymity you perceive yes. because yes. You're, you're now protected by your pirate veneer or exactly. your cookie mouse veneer, and much and... like blackface. <laughs> but yeah, but now this poor gal, every time she sees a cookie or a mouse, is going to start weeping. Scarred her. <laughs> so, was, were you? Were you? Were you? Uh, one of the, so were you very active and and team spirited in, in school? I'm trying to I'm trying yeah, to imagine to be the you mascot. As, no, yeah, no. Not at all. I was a douchey skateboarder. I was angsty, and really? my parents are weird. Now let me ask you this: I heard this. I don't know. If this is the, this case. Were you a bedwetter as well? I was. Okay, Casey, had you had your issues? Oh, big time. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, it was like the. All right. So every. By the way, Mark just held up his fist like, <laughs> you're bedwetters, yeah. bedwetters. Well, because... As Jay, a, Michael Landon was too. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. As a 43-year-old man, I will time to time and, and probably too often go back there mentally and yes. and, it, and it, it'll ruin... Does it scar you? Oh, it's... Well, because... And I don't know if this ever happened to you, Mark, but this was like... I don't know how I made it out alive. 
I went to bed at a sleepover. And oh, exactly. Yeah. Same. The Same. worst. The, the worst. worst. Did you I pee mean, the sleepover? I once woke up at a sleepover. My eyes opened. There's eight kids' heads around me and one mom, and I'm covered in urine, Aww. and they're all staring at me, and I look up, and they go, one of the kids goes, why do you do this? <laughs> and it ruined me. <laughs> Why do you I, the do first this? Thing I, had, I heard when I woke up, and the mom's like, "Get up, get up!" She's like, "Got to do the laundry," so she's mad at me. And uh, as I'm if it's soaking. voluntary, yeah. as yeah, if you've yeah, made exactly. the, it's a life choice. Oh, I I was, it was warm choice. at night. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to pee the bed, <laughs> yeah. with, with all my friends around. That's what I wanted to do. And exactly. Then what I wanted to do is at six o'clock in the morning, while everybody else is sleeping, I wanted to sneak outside and walk home. I wanted right. to walk two miles home, <laughs> yes, covered in urine. That's exactly what I wanted to do. I, I, yeah. I learned how to use a washing machine when I was like two. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah. you, you, you have to. I remember the Michael. There was a made for TV movie Michael Landon did years ago when he was still alive. Obviously, it was less work after he was dead, but he uh, he, he did the whole <laughs> thing about the mom would hang the sheets out the window to embarrass oh, him in front wow. of his friends. She was an abusive mother. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but she take his virginity? That's <laughs> a weird move. Uh, but so yeah. Did no, you it answer the kid who asked, why do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's that? Did you answer the kid? Why do you do that? I, I mean, that's... no, I was like, ah, you know, what are you gonna do? Sorry, yeah. I was, you know, I was grizzled by then. I was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I was reading a penthouse. Like, ah, get out of here, kids. You know, I was like I was, seven. I was but, thinking about your mom. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It was a nocturnal emission. How do you like that? Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it was bad, man. Shut I, his ass no. up. I would do a thing where I would go to sleepovers and everybody would be hanging out, and then you know. After, like, you know, each kid would slough off eventually. Like, wait, 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 Jeff, no, don't go to bed yet, no. And I was the guy staying up late, and it was like a, it was like a war camp where that's I had excruciating. to shifts and yeah. stay up, you know? That, that just sucks. I, even as a kid, I knew it was something that was not – it wasn't – you weren't actively looking to yeah, do that. You, know it was, no. you, yeah. you just want to be a part of it. And, and, and in hindsight, I think to myself, why did you put yourself, put yourself in, through that? Why did you put yourself oh. in that position? There yeah. was another time before I had had that – and this is like therapy time. Uh, Lay it although, on me, baby. Although it, it doesn't help eventually because, like, I don't know, in two weeks' time I'll be crying, um, you know, just when I'm sitting, yeah. thinking about it by myself. But I was uh, – my friends invited me to sleep over. I was at their house, and they had a speakerphone. You can make a phone call on the computer. So I'm like, oh, let me call my mom. Yeah. Hey, mom, can I sleep over the, these guys' house? And she goes, uh, well, when was the last time you had something to drink? Oh, and all my friends yeah. are there. Oh, boy. And we all looked at each other. I was like <laughs> – I, I, what kind of question is that? <laughs> what am I, an alcoholic? <laughs> yeah, well, my I, dad wouldn't let me have liquids after 6 p.m. That was like his old school way of curing this ailment. So you're, you, you, had a, you had a brother? I had an older brother. A brother? And the, so the brother's there like 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 pounding food and drinking like crazy. Yeah, and yeah. you've got to sit there and watch it and not drink anything. Nothing. That has to suck. It sucked. I'm just like... <laughs> you know, my brother's guzzling Kool-Aid, and I'm, like, eating Doritos, like, ah, this sucks. I'm like a pro wrestler, you know, I'm trying to cut weight, you know, I'm like, just licking ice cubes and stuff. Oh, it was brutal. Oh, man, oh, man. It, it, it does suck. So, but see, that that probably, uh, you always talk about what goes into creating. What, what is the mixture that creates a, a, an incredibly funny person such as yourself? Pain. I think, I think the pain is <laughs> a little bit of pain, right? I think the bedwetting, I had a lot of problems. I had, I had tubes in my ears, I had braces. My what parents- were the tubes for? I had crazy earwax problems. I have swimmer's ear, they call it, and it just fluid constantly. And that can that can drive you nuts. Oh yeah, you're always hearing like 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 fluid running, right? Always fluid running, right. and then it would crust. So then you couldn't hear anything. So I would oh, have wow. crust coming out of my ears, and you'd go to school, and the kids are rootless. You know, <laughs> did it mess with your balance at all? 
No, surprisingly not. I had a good balance, I guess. Uh, I was great on the balance beam. That's the good balance bedwetter. I I would would say this is that, um, did you ever try that thing? You know, it's big in the Amish country. The the, the the, lighting, the fire thing? I did try the ear candle. Ear candling, right. That was a lot of fun. It's a scam, is it? Yeah. 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 So what happened? Did it just work itself out or... I got the tubes, and that fixed it. Dude, when they do the uh, one year I had, I don't know what it was, or I had sick, I had some sort of infection in my ear. So I went to the doctor, and I thought my hearing was was normal, and he, and he did the, basically, it's like a turkey baster. They, they pump it into your ear and blew out what it was ever in my ear, and Whoa. suddenly it was like, as if Helen Keller could suddenly hear. <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, my God. My car radio was way too loud. Right. I turned it down. I'm like... It was it was it was it was wild. Wait, that sounds dangerous. Well, impression you've had it right. Where they, they had it done? Yeah, they stick they, the tray under your ear and they irrigate your ear with like yeah, they, a like a, a flush of water. Yeah, uh-huh. they put water in there and, and all this junk just comes flying out of it. But isn't that what the candle does? No, it candle it supposedly it's supposing drawing stuff out of there. The demons. But what's coming out <laughs> is actually just the wax from the candle itself. It's, oh. it's not, you, you could talk to any ear uh, ENT doctor and they'll tell you it's a, it's a bunch of crap. So uh, you got to go with the real deal thing. Hey, I wanted to ask you and see if this is correct or not. You're uh, producing a documentary right now. It's wow. in pre-production. Well, I got a guy who's a bit of a weirdo friend <laughs> loser and he's like, I'm going to make a documentary about you. And he's filmed all this crazy stuff like Oddball Fest, me doing The Tonight Show, uh, Madison Square Garden I did with Schumer. And he just has all this footage, but I know he'll never do anything with it. Oh, really? Yeah. We so, had a guy who did it and made a nice little documentary about us, but you always think the same thing, like uh, nothing's going to happen with yeah, this. You it, know, but but eventually it does. I think it was actually finally pieced together years after any of this okay. stuff, and it was relevant. That might happen. So but- you mentioned Sh- uh, Amy Schumer, and, and obviously she, she adores you, as do we. But uh, have you, how's your communication been with her? She's been dealing with her pregnancy. She has to cancel her tour. I know, I know. Yeah. Well, she's actually in New Orleans right now. She just loves it down there. She's yeah. living it up. And, uh, yeah, I think she's having some weird complications. But I think everything's going to be fine, and the, she's about ready to pop. Yeah. So we talked the other day, and uh, she's she's happy. She's living the dream. But Good. She's got a special coming out on Netflix uh, <laughs> next month. That's right, and the yeah. trailer looks really funny. I don't know if you caught the trailer, but it's like old, back old Schumer again, just filthy and irrelevant. <laughs> Irreverent and fun. Do you think she like? I think she likes you. From gathering about your relationship with her, is that you're you you don't um, you're her attitude back to her. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I'm and she appreciates it. Are you? Well, she's she's a real brassy broad. You yeah, know, yeah. Like I, I'm I'm a meek child, but uh, covered in urine here. But she's she's a strong me. So yeah. we kind of yin and yang in that way. And it's my baby. So uh, it's your baby as well. You know. Wow. Well, that that will bring you closer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or further apart. Who knows? But uh, no, she's killing it and just. The fact that she's working so hard still, like she's putting out specials while pregnant and still doing theaters and flying everywhere, I, it's she's a she's a beast. Let me ask you: Has she met your uh, your uh, girlfriend? Couple times, okay, yeah. They yeah, get along. Met. They get along. Yeah, most women don't, but they do. <laughs> and uh, you ever seen that old Family Guy sketch where it's like a Star Wars episode yes. and Leia's there and this one other woman? This is the only other woman on the planet. <laughs> I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not uncommon. I mean, I know right, people right. consider it a stereotype, but I think the harder 
You know, when we looking for like with Kathy's role on the show and everything, it's always harder to bring. Yeah. A, a, women can be very critical of other women. Sure. Just, just and I, it's you know, it just happens. It's not. I'm not saying you know for whatever reason, but it I, just seems to happen. I think it's primal. It's something. Yeah. It's like cavemen, cavewoman stuff. Yeah. Who's more competitive, uh, female comedians or male comedians? Ooh, well, I think it's case by case. Uh, I, I know some guys who are insane and about it, and I so I know some girls who are. Are you? I'm pretty competitive, but I, I'm very uh, self-loathing. Like, I go, I got to get better. I suck. But you I'm not one of these guys game. like, screw this guy. Yeah. He's got to come. I go, I suck. Okay. I turn it inward. And you can't take a compliment. No, <laughs> no. So there's no love coming in. No. <laughs> Nothing. You're dead inside. Yeah, yeah. I can give out love, and I have love for others, but I can't allow it to come in because if it does... I, I go, oh, my God, and then I get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's just rotting. I, I, I understand. You yeah. get it. Yeah, I get it. Get, yeah. God, I wish you were my dad. <laughs> <laughs> we can go out Please, and pal around. throw the ball with me. <laughs> God, that's all I ask. My dad used to go out when I was a kid. My dad had some weird things. When we go play catch, and I, I was like five or six or seven, and he would throw as if he was having a catch with an adult man. Like, whack, in, into my mitt. And I'm like, holy, well, this is how you get good at it. Tough no, this is how, this is how I get crippled. Right. I took you to see Deep Throat, too, Steve. So, well, what? He, he didn't take me, but we rented it first. Oh. When, v, when VHS. Yeah. We, and I kid you not, the two movies we first rented, there was one video rental place in town at Comac Corners, Comac Long Island. Uh-huh. It was one case. We bought a VHS what? video player from... Um, Fishers, which was a hardware store that doesn't even exist anymore, uh-huh. and uh, Jaws and Deep Throat. Oh, yeah, it was a theme. Coolest so dad ever. <laughs> Are you scarred at all? I think it sort of made me what I am. So you, I, I, you I get a boner when you see a shark. I do. <laughs> I do. I was really into sharks, so I'm not even kidding. I, I was after that. I would read up on sharks all the Steve's time. Steve's the only guy that asks for teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm not bleeding. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> if I see half a sheep on a on a hook, I get turned on. Uh, yeah. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> shark Tank is your porn. Exactly. <laughs> Seems like it's Shark Week. <laughs> yeah. Get the lube. Speaking of movies, do you uh, the Academy Awards your thing at all? Are you a movie guy? Do you watch these and then go see what wins, or does that even? I, interest I, you? I love. I went to film school before comedy. I love. Okay. I'm a big movie douche, but. Uh, uh, it's too uh, pat on the backy now. I hate it. I hate the wokey and the. This. I like that there's no host. Screw them. They don't appreciate comedy. Comedy never wins. Comedy's never awarded anything. Yep. But we got to have a comedian up there. Right. So which one is it? Right. You know, it, wow. it, it, that's a good it, point. You're exactly right. In the in in days of yore, you would have people who were really good at it. You'd have Bob Hope, and you had yeah. Johnny Carson. You'd have the whole presentation. I used to love award season, and we we're just saying recently on the show. I despise it now because there, there's too many of them. It goes on far too long. But this Oscar telecast started at eight and ended at about eleven oh five. It was it was efficient. Yeah, uh, and it, whether it was entertaining or not, I don't know. There were a few moments that were. I remember though where there used to be, you know, we had. Um, the, the, the comedy writer for the Oscars, the, 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 the oh Bruce Valanche, Bruce Valanche in here oh, yeah. when he was writing the stuff like for for Billy Crystal with the yes. uh, all that stuff that was great stuff. You don't see that anymore. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. And I don't know. I just I like the diversity. I get it. That's good. It's good. Yeah. We're all coming together. But doesn't it kind of feel now that like you you have to have a a certain quota? Yeah. It's a weird way to judge art. 
is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it, 10 years ago you go, well, that is the best movie. That's why it won. And now you're like, did that win because it's the best movie or because it was about a transgender guy <laughs> in a KKK <laughs> right. household? You know, you're like, so I'm not I like it. I think it's good we're being inclusive. Great. Include everybody. Well, I grew up watching, you know, Boys in the Hood yeah. and all that stuff. But like. I, I, now you just have to sit there and go, is that why? You start scratching your, your chin. I know what you mean. There were some people in the industry that, that are saying sure. what you said and, yeah. and wondering about that. What, it's, what I thought was interesting, somebody raised this point, is that uh, maybe it's the MTV Movie Awards that don't, they don't do genders, you know, for best actor or best actress. Uh, okay. But the Oscars still do it because oh, it's like they don't want to give up that award. Right, you, they, right. They don't, you know, they don't want to risk yeah. that. When because when you break it all down, it's just a big uh, rub one outfit for these <laughs> these stars. Who, oh, we're so great and we're so humble. Shut up! You're wearing a, a space gown on a red carpet. Your hair is all wackadoo, and the dress costs eight million dollars. And some kid in Malaysia made it. Right. And now you're talking to me how how moral you are. And you got a seventy five thousand dollar prize bag just for being there. Exactly. I heard the rumor was that the necklace Lady Gaga was wearing mm. was thirty million dollars. Wow. Did you guys see that? 30, yeah. oh, no. 30 million dollar necklace. I believe She it. would have known a... that, though. They, they no, no, no. She out. was just wearing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. It was, and somebody pointed out, wasn't that the sort of the uh, the plot for the, uh, the Ocean's Last Oceans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, they robbed the Met Gala for all the jewelry oh, they're wearing. I didn't see it. Yeah, Ocean's yeah, 8? I yeah, didn't yeah. see that one yet. So. Nobody did. I, <laughs> and I know what you mean. Comedy doesn't get its fair representation. No. It never does. And it's never super has. hard. And we've taken a big hit. In the comedy. I remember, you, you know, you got your Animal House. You got your Caddyshack. All brilliant trading places. Coming to America. All amazing. And then... Then you had your old schools, and you're something about Mary, yeah. and you're Dumb and Dumber, but what, what do we got now? Now it's... Uh, night school. Is it night school? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Medea, Medea. Medea. Medea's trash. It's dumb. It's, there you yeah, go. Well, you got to write well, a movie then. Yeah, yeah they, we, won't, they won't accept it. We'll go see your movie. Yeah, you don't want... You, you want comedy? Don't go see a movie. Go see Mark. He's going to yeah. be at Helium Comedy ah, Club. you're talking. And then, so you got a show tonight, 8 o'clock. And then Friday and Saturday, there are two shows, 7.30 and 10.30. And then the rare Sunday show oh. rears its head. It's like seeing a unicorn. At, yes. <laughs> at Helium. <laughs> and that will be at 7.30. So, obviously, uh, Mark's got a lot of fans in Philly. So, you should go see him if you've never seen him before. Hilarious. Heliumcomedy.com to get those tickets. But, uh, dude, thanks for stopping by this oh, morning. Oh, thanks. No it's, cardboard uh, it's great talk? great to see you. Uh, what about the cardboard classic tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we've been teasing that for the past oh, couple oh, of oh, weeks. Oh, geez, but sorry. What? I want to blow it. I don't <laughs> no, know it's all good. <laughs> all right. Can I just say, that's I've never seen it before. And from the footage I've seen, it looks like... People crossing the border from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> if your schedule allows, you should, you should come some year. You should. It's, yeah. it's I would love to. It's so awesome. It's yeah. so much fun to see. It's, and we'll make you the Grand Marshal. Yeah, I would. I, that's yeah. right up my alley. This, this drinking, day how... drinking, and the fun <laughs> snow and the cardboard. I love it. This is how they escape from Canada. You know, this <laughs> is. I love that. Think of this as a polar gay pride. Right outside, yes. outside your window. Yep, it'll be just like being in the West Village. Wow. Yeah. Uh, great to see you, Mark. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Mark Norman. We'll take a break. And we'll be right back. Stay with us. 
This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Preston. Listen, I'd like to thank Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. We are headed back to Jack Frost on Friday, March 1st for our 13th annual Preston and Steve Cardboard Classic from WMMR and JFBB, where the snow comes first. If you love paying for shipping, you're going to hate Steven Singer. Always with fast and free shipping. Visit Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Taking time for yourself isn't selfish. It's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. If you were in Houston five days ago, then you're still reeling from the big day of his. It was Ali Sadiq Day in Houston. (laughs) Kid you not, please welcome the namesake of that holiday, Ali Sadiq. How you doing, man? That's the truth. Yeah, that's awesome. It was Ali Sadiq Day, February 23rd. The mayor of Houston proclaimed that, correct? Yes, Yes, he did. Sylvester Turner. What What, an honor. Was this in conjunction with your Comedy Central special? Exactly with the special. Which is really cool, which is it's bigger than these bars. You went to a uh, prison. You yourself had been at done time. Yes. And you did something that I thought, and I I just watched the, the trailer, was not aware of it. I'm going to check this out. It looks really engaging. You, you're you're performing for a bunch of uh, of uh, people in, incarcerated people. Yeah, and uh, you're you're you. It's clear as you're just watching the the teaser that you're bringing insight that they're all recognizing stuff you're saying, and then you're yeah. saying stuff that also I think translates to just everybody. It how, was, it was how very was it? Funny. It was very funny to go back and do. Um, a show in prison and then talk about how you can come to prison. It was very funny to me. As I was doing it, I was like, no, they already pretty much know this. You guys, you <laughs> Everybody they, already know this. Yeah, so. But they were laughing. <laughs> and then like, you start off, you start off, and it's, it's in the, 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 the trailer for it. It says, uh, thank you for coming tonight, but you didn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you already paid the ticket. You already... Uh. <laughs> Yeah, An expensive ticket, but you're but you're very you're very civic minded. You're very proactive about getting people to turn their lives around, and this seems to be a, an extension of the outreach of that. Correct? Yes, I don't want to be the only one, man. That's yeah. The, that's the thing. I'm tired of people asking me how you do it. They ask some other people. So I'm trying to recruit other convicted <laughs> felons on how to change your life around. You know, it's a big it's a big thing, and it, and this takes a um a certain fortitude to understand that you can't start. Once you get out, you have to start inside. You have to start changing your mind. You've got to get your mind right. Yes. And that was the purpose of going back to get them to understand um, not only just them, people that's, you know, out in the street and family members to understand you have to start changing uh, your mind so you can change how you how you react. You know, it's a it's a lot, man, when you constantly recidivative rate is constant. Yes. It's it's a complex issue because people are all individuals and we've we've had people on the phone lines who've who've gone in, done their time, straightened their act up, learned their lesson in the big house. I mean, that's where they they realize okay, this is a serious reality check right here. Yeah. And then there are other people who don't it doesn't come to them quite so easily. Not, I you know, know I know people, you know, you meet somebody. Man, I've been here 7 times. 
Why? Why? <laughs> what is in here that you like? I don't like nothing. I don't like. I don't like the bed. I don't like the officers. I don't like. I don't like the food. There's nothing in this place that is, uh, that's appealing. There's nothing. I didn't find nothing. I went through the whole six years and still came out of there with nothing that I liked. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing. It's not one thing. Like oh, like this was okay. Nothing was okay. So we we had one time here. We had a bunch of guys who had done time, and we had we had a bunch of like top level chefs come in here, and they prepared prison chichi for them. The the, the food that you make in the, in the prison. <laughs> and I mean, even the guy who was supposedly the best at doing it, it still was horrible. Well, and That's and you true. remember though these guys that came in, they were like, yeah, I'm make the best this is blah 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 and they haven't done this since they were doing their time exactly and they made it and then they realized how lousy it was <laughs> after they've had real food exactly <laughs> Let me tell you i've tried i've tried to make the food outside yeah. it doesn't taste the same at all one you have like real ingredients like yeah. you got real stuff and then it's like you 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 program your mind <laughs> To think, okay, this is okay. <laughs> this is yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah. You're doing well for what you're doing. Like, yeah. It's like being in war. Like eating out of them little, them little what's them little? Uh, K-rations, C-rations. Yeah. MREs. That's yeah. cool when that's all you have. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> you're exactly you're right. You come back and start opening that up and putting it on plate for people. Like, look, this is what I had. I'm telling you, it's the best. But yeah. what was great because they each individual chef had their, oh, well, I make mine with this. Yes. I make mine with, you know, Cheetos with hot and Cheetos. Yes. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. this. Or I, uh, they were crushing up crackers yeah. or they're, My they're Doritos. My special ingredient is, uh, is little pieces of pepperoni. And then they, <laughs> one, 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 one would heat it up with his hands. The other one had, like, rigged up a thing where he would, uh, he ran wires out of the, uh, um, right? He, he bear, was bearing wires on a tin. All these weird things. But it, it all tasted like crap. And you're so right. Because in the context of where you are, it's the best you got. But when you come out and eat real food, like who who wants who actively goes and seeks that? Let me tell you, <laughs> I cannot eat pancakes and peanut butter in the world. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, in prison it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the best. It was like yo, this is what I'm talking about right here. Like, this is breakfast. But then once you get out. It, the peanut butter don't do the same thing. Yeah. It's like maybe it's not even the same brand of peanut butter. <laughs> like prison I peanut need butter. prison industrial peanut butter. Some some crushed by inmates' hands. I don't know, but uh, you know it's, it's funny because you know I think I think of these these things. The greats like Johnny Cash went went and did a special, and then Jeff Ross did something, but he wasn't in prison. Exactly. Johnny Cash was. You were. You know. And and there's a certain authenticity, and you can see. Again, that's why I, I have to watch the special because it was it just just a, you know seeing that a little bit of it was so compelling. You could see it in their faces that you're talking, you know, you're you're, you're talking the language, and and you also we I think we just naturally want to hope that there's that people can turn their lives around. We we want to, you know, that you have a shot that you can always you can make it better. You have a shot. Yeah, watch the special. It, the, the special is pretty good. I I um must say now the off camera, I almost got I almost stayed. I almost had to stay. Um, <laughs> what happened? What happened? Two two things happened. One, I almost got in a fight, really, um, with this with this dude who didn't who couldn't come to the show, and he had an attitude, and I and I had to let him know, please don't let this suit fool you. I beat you down in this prison, <laughs> like, uh, sir. I'm not an actor. I I was I was here. So yeah. my mentality is still the same, sir. Right. And then, um, big shout out to Victoria, um, the legal from um Viacom. They had this scene where the the director and right. 
a producer came up with some scene that I wasn't aware of. And I walk in, I can see them. I can see their face. It looked like they was up to something. They was like, look, Ali, we got this wonderful idea. We're going to get you to put your hand on this um, fingerprint machine, and then it's going to pop up and all that. And I'm sitting there like, nah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Victoria saw my face, and she was like, so, um, what's going on? I said, they want me to put my hand on this machine. She said, is it a live machine? I said, that's what it appears to be. <laughs> and Victoria, little small, redhead, white lady, walks over to them and say, hey, 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 guys, just want to just inform you, he's not an actor. He's done real things. And we don't know what all he's done, so we're going to X out the the, uh, the fingerprint machine. <laughs> and then I was like, Victoria, that'd be horrible after I finished this special. They'd be like, great special, Ali. But you must stay. <laughs> You've been looking for you. There, yes. No. Uh, Ali, there was a story, and I don't know what it pertains to. Perhaps you can fill us in on it. You, at one point, covered yourself in, in baby oil or something in a, in, in a cell? Or, yeah, that was, that was one of the wild times, man. Mm-hmm. I, I was refusing to leave my cell. Okay. And uh, um, the Doom Squad, they come in. It's a lot of them. They, they come in like eight deep with shields and yep. all this equipment yeah. to extract you from your cell because you've Say you're not leaving, right? And it's a way. It's a way to give them a hard time. You know, a naked, greasy man with water <laughs> on the floor. It's a pretty hard way to go for them. You know, I know that wasn't part of their day. <laughs> You know, today it's gonna be some naked greasy man you know, that I'm gonna have to wrestle down. You know, when you when you full of baby oil and Vaseline, you real slippery. Uh-huh. Like, so you slippery when wet. I'm just uh-huh. saying, you're naked. But the problem is, fellas, if you ever do this, just know the shield that they have has electricity in it. It's an electric oh. shield. Oops. So you in water and you grease, you getting boiled and fried. Oh, <laughs> But you see, it it helps you develop your sense of humor, right? I mean, it helped. No, I was funny before that. That's, that just added. It just added to it. It's like they were like Ali has another story. <laughs> how how much electricity courses through that sucker? Man, um, it's a lot. Is it like it's, a taser? It's, it's a lot to give you. Like me and you could have a full head of hair if they <laughs> shock both of us right now. It's like it, we'd be James Brown real fast. <laughs> Like a full head of hair. A full head of hair. If you you don't even need no type of just get shocked with a shield. You can grow your hair out real fast. Oh, I did not know that. I, man, I, I was a wild cat in there for the like the first two years. And then some elders some elders calmed me down. Some elders told me, Hey man, you're not really gonna be here forever if you don't want to. Why do you think we're fascinated by by stuff like from the Shawshank Redemption to these sort of movies? Because they, it is ultimately a lot of them are stories of redemption about turning your life around? I don't. I don't know yeah. why. I, it's really white people. White people are very fascinated. <laughs> they want to know about prison, but don't want to be in. like. I want to. It's like at the zoo. They want to look at there like that looks terrible. But I'm not. I'm not going in there. I buy a ticket to go see it, but I'm not going. Right. I read somebody because look, NSNBC on NSNBC. The show Lockup has been on their number one show for 25 years. I've seen it. I, I, you watch every episode. I, it's just weird. You now, know, I'll thing. turn it on and it just, it's on all the goddamn time. This is the thing. Yeah. This is how terrible a Texas prison is. Yeah. You will never see us on NSNBC. You'll never <laughs> see us on Lockup. Yeah. yeah. They refused. The, see, that was, the, what, I, what I shot at was a, a transit, like a in-between. Like you... People waiting to go to prison this and people who going back to prison. So they wouldn't let you they wouldn't let me actually go into one of the prisons that I was actually at. Let me tell you the um the the meeting with right. uh Comedy Central. All these executives <laughs> and then all the prison execs and I'm sitting in the room and the man said, Well, we don't allow 
cameras in the Texas penal system. <laughs> and um, because we can't control what all the things that you're going to say about it. I don't want you to say anything negative about our prison. Right. And this is me being the jerk that I am. I said, <laughs> well, it's a lot of intelligent people in this room. Um, I'm going to say the word prison, and I would like you to say all the positive things that come to your mind. <laughs> Like, that's not how we're going to get them to prove this. I'm like, I'm just saying, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, they talk about San Quentin and all these other places and Sing Sing New York. The reason why people don't say that Texas has the worst prisons is because they won't let you see. They won't let you see. And and I can tell you that it has to be the worst prison. It has to be. Yeah. I went to a lot. we, we, We did a lot of other prisons. We that was crazy. We was doing me and Stu Miller. We was going around, yeah, um, evaluating prisons for our special <laughs> your, your location wow. scouting. Yeah. So then we in Oregon, and I and I kept telling Stu how serious a Texas prison is, and yeah. then he gets this glimpse from this black dude in Oregon. He's doing this woodwork, and he said, "Well, I was in a Texas prison before." And Stu asked him, so "What's the difference between Oregon and Texas?" He said, "It's a lot safer here." <laughs> <laughs> I remember though. I remember the story, and, and David Crosby, uh, you know, from Crosby, Stills and Nash. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 was you know a raging alcoholic, a drug addict, and when he went into the Texas prison, he that that cleaned him out. I mean, he came out. I mean, that it'll was, do that. Yeah, it'll, I don't. <laughs> it understand was the only. How... In fact, he said that's the only thing that worked at a Texas prison. It's it's like literally stepping back into. A lawless time, yeah. Because you, they put Texas prisons in like small towns, yeah. Where everybody's related, everybody's related. Mm-hmm. They put you in a small town, so you can get into it with someone's wife or husband on first shift, and then they father come on third shift <laughs> and wanna and wanna try to kill you. Like you can die in the Texas prison, yeah, and nobody knows what happens to you. Like nobody knows what happened, and they go, they, they story gonna be the same. Just imagine walking into your family and say, "Who killed this man?" Like. He's not saying. I don't know. The man was dead when they brought him here. He was dead when they brought him in. He he walked off the bus dead. Did you do your full sentence or? Oh, no. My full sentence was 15 years. I did six on a 15. Um, Not not due to me. You know, I didn't. I I got in trouble a couple times, but I learned about politics in prison. Yeah. um, Ann Richards was the governor. When um I went in and this this old guy say well everybody had to can get um convince their family members to vote for um Ann Richards because it's gonna be her last term third term she can't run again so what she gonna do she's just gonna steal money but if Bush get in office he gonna be tough on crime and nobody's going home okay so that's around the two year mark that's around the two year mark I'm thinking because I was supposed to do 21 months 18 to 21 months go home so. We had 24 months, so mm. it's doing the politics, it's, you know, the run. So then Bush wins, and the next thing I know, I get what they call a um, a serve-all. Like, you get serve-offs and serve-offs. Okay, you which is? a serve-all and a serve-off. <laughs> so a serve-all means that you have to serve all your sentence. Okay. You're going to do the mandatory, um, the minimum mandatory, which is like, that would have been seven and a half for me all right. on a 15. But a serve-all, they just give you a date like four years away from the date that you're standing at now, which would have been, Bush would have been in office. So you're dealing with just a calendar date as opposed to the actual, yeah. 
down yeah. to the day serving. Yes. Okay, and all he, right. So he sent me, they sent me the next I get a serve off, like Bush in off. Bush gets in office, and the next week I get a serve off, a serve off where I got to serve four more years. I'm like, what yeah. happened? And the old man sitting there like, I told you. And <laughs> Richards was a bit of stealing money. Bush is going to be tough on crime. <laughs> I've been here for 17 calendars. Like, oh wow. No, like I know people, CeCe, like I do this story about this guy named CeCe. He came in 1979 with four years. Yeah. I met him in 1994. Oh, my God. And he had never, he's never left. He's been there. But he he got in a riot. Mm. He killed he uh. killed somebody in a riot that he wasn't even in. He was just happened to be outside. He killed somebody protecting himself, and he was so mad after that he killed like four more people oh. after they gave him um, the sentence. Whoa. So you were you oh were on God. this is not happening. Yet. With, I think Ari Shafir yeah, was hosting at the time, Shafir, yeah. right? And and then you was the story about a, a prison riot you yeah, were in? That was uh, I was on Torres unit. Um, <laughs> that was a weird place. Um, Torres is right outside of Hondu, Texas. Okay, which is uh, I think. Um, what's my man John Wayne did a, a thing. Hondu. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good right, movie. Right outside. <laughs> that was a good movie. It's a terrible place. <laughs> it's a good movie, but it's a terrible, terrible place. place. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right outside of San Antonio. Yeah, it's literally like maybe forty-five minutes outside of San Antonio. So I'm there, and they have. Like this is when I this is the most terrifying the most terrifying sound. <laughs> this is the most terrifying sound. Oh, it's yeah. like three hundred Mexicans are together screaming. Yeah. With not it's like that's how they divert your attention. It's like it's called chaos. Right. I'm just walking. I'm like, what is happening? It's like this dude grabbed me like, yo, man, you better come on. It's a riot. They about to jump on. I'm like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. He was like, that has nothing to do with what goes. <laughs> this is not a place that makes sense, sir. Right? Yeah. This is not yeah. a sensible place. This is a place. This is a place of death and destruction. You, you, you're, you're acting as if oh, I haven't signed up for this. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know what they were even fighting about. I'm right. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get my clothes. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, so you think that they scream and running towards you with knives and they go just run past you? Like, okay, he has nothing to do with it. Like, so, yeah, that was the worst. Dude named Mitch out of Fort Worth. That was the worst. How, how long did that last while while that's going on? Or oh, does it seem like it goes on for a year? A riot lasts <clears throat> approximately four minutes. Four oh, that's minutes. it. But it feels like. But do, do, see, people think people say, oh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, it, but it feels like. <laughs> it, it's not. Four minutes is a long time yeah. for people trying to kill. This, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, a, a dog's year is, like, seven years. So, like, a riot minute is, like, what? Um, Like, three hours? <laughs> okay, if we going in dog year. A riot, a riot, it's like, it's like two years. It's like, it's like, it's like four, you, grab, you can grab two years into four minutes. Just imagine, how long would it be if you, if you, could you say it'd be, two people was trying to kill you right now in this room. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were trying to kill you. Yeah. Uh-huh. For four minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It would seem like a it would seem like yo, it was yeah. Yeah, forever. Like, like how long? Y'all didn't do nothing. <laughs> when it was over, I would say, "How are my grandkids?" <laughs> Four minutes of somebody trying to kill you, and you don't know why, and you don't know, how, and it's a lot of people, and you can't trust anybody in this situation. Mm. That's how I got cut trying to let a Mexican dude. I thought he was trying to go in the building. Yeah, and. He went right past me and cut me with a razor down. I'm like, Jeez. oh, this is what we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to be freely. Yeah, yeah. You, 
Yeah, right. God Almighty! How tough was it uh, after you after you you you, uh, you served your sentence? You get out into the real world. You got to reacclimate. How how was that, man? It was <clears throat> not tough for me at all. No, really? no, yeah. I, I was on it. You got to understand. I start preparing my mind in because in my mind I was like this: What am I? What job am I going to get when I get out? Right. Mm-hmm. Any job. I don't care what job. They give me because I'm I'm doing a thousand jobs and here I'm making zero dollars. Yeah, Texas don't pay you nothing. Right. So I was a I was a janitor. I was a fire and safety clerk. I worked in the field. I was in the laundry. I'm like I'm doing all these jobs, learning a lot of skills. Um, <laughs> doing how, how hard to get that because we 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 do here and and they're they're trying to make they're trying to make it now better for for people returning into the system to get work. How how hard before you got a job? I got out. October 21st, I had a job by the 28th. Wow. That's wow. great. Yeah, I was consistent, though. I needed clothes. Mm-hmm. So this dude named Reginald Ballard, he always uh, tested this story. He said, man, this is most determined, man. I went, I got out, and I needed clothes. Yeah. So I said, well, maybe I just work at a man's department store. Yeah. So I went to him. I went to the store called Mosa. He told me they wasn't hiring. I came back the next day, told me they wasn't hiring. Came back the next day. He said, man, didn't I tell you that we wouldn't hire? I said, I don't know. Somebody might have got fired or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I skipped a day, and then I was back in the mall looking for other jobs, and I just happened to go in there, and they happened to be busy. And I think Reggie must have, you know, my face must have been familiar to him. He just turned and said, man, we need some mock necks. I didn't know what a mock neck was. So I just <laughs> went to the back, and I was like, Yo, we need some mock necks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I broke, I broke the mock necks, and then I was just in the store folding up stuff, uh, helping helping people to the register. He was like, what's your number? No, 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 no. Just put it on your <laughs> so at the whole end of the day, Reggie was like, man, we had a great day. My man right here was on. He was like, man, you don't work here. I'm like... I've been here all day, Chief. Yeah. I've been here all day. I'm the one got you the mock neck. He hired me on a Sunday. That's yeah, I'm wild. I'm the person he ever That's hired right, on a Sunday. That's Have you awesome. had people come back that you've talked to and, and, and sort of counseled? And, uh, you know, anybody like even from this, this special who's, they, they get out and they, they sort of follow your lead? It's a lot of people. A lot That's of people. Great, lot of people. It's got to make you feel good. Especially the people who I was in there with. It's a yeah. lot of people I was incarcerated with that have a lot of good things to say about me yeah. because how I was when I was incarcerated. I was a very, very determined young man when I was in there. I, I would fight people that didn't go to school because yeah. I didn't understand. Yeah. If you if you don't have education in here, you got in here for lack of education, now you you wasting your time doing something and you can get all the education in here while you're here. Yeah. Mm. So, man, this, this is how this going to go. Either you're going to go to school, I'm going to ask you once or twice, and the third time, it's going to be a fight, man. I'm yeah. going to just fight you until you decide to go to school. Right. So you, you, can choo- you can choose it, you know. And people are like, hey, man, it's like four people on this unit that you don't want to fight. And that little one is probably one. Because that's usually they call me the little one. The little one. They say the little one can fight. Like I, <laughs> I used to box. So I'm like, yo, it's like I have several forms of different fighting styles for people. It depends on what you want. Right. If you're a mixed martial artist, I got that for you. Kung Fu, um, <laughs> Long Fist Bagua. If you if you a person that want to do Capoeira, I got yep. that for you. If you're yep. a wrestler, hey, used to do that a little bit. If you're a boxer, hey, you want Southpaw, you want traditional. However you want it, I'm good. <laughs> you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And if you want to stab it up, I got a little Mexican dude who make knives in there. You know, <laughs> Whatever. So, so, so you had people going to school. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, it, it was a thing. And, and my man, Lewis McKenzie, I always mention his name. Lewis is like, yo, 
This is the person who, if you was a young man, that he 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 challenged your vocabulary, he challenged your way of thinking, and he made you go to school. That's awesome. That's great, man. Uh, well, listen. Uh, unfortunately, we got to cut this short. We could keep talking to you for hours, man. You got a lot of great stories. Yeah, it's it's, and, it's, and it's a lot of riveting stuff. Texts are coming in. People saying they're really loving what, hearing what you have to say. And somebody says here, this man needs a movie about his life. <laughs> yeah, be a good one, right? It, it, it would be a good one. It would be a real a, a real one. Yeah, yeah. not Orange is the New Black. Or <laughs> I be I be so mad when I see them show. I'm like, okay, where's the count? Ain't no count. I know this ain't no real show because they not counting nobody. Right. And that's the most important thing in prison is the count. Count the yeah. 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 They got to know. Well, listen, Ali is going to be performing at Punchline. He's got a show tonight at 8 o'clock and then tomorrow and Saturday at 730 and 945. You can get the tickets at punchlinephilly.com. Congratulations on your day in Houston. That's really cool, All man. Right. Your special on Comedy Central, yeah. available now, right? I assume Thank you can get it on, on demand? Yeah. All right. Hopefully, Comedy yeah. Central will be tripping sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I trolled y'all on, on... Did y'all see me troll y'all on... Um... On Instagram? No, not no. yet. Yeah, no. y'all, y'all had put something else about me about BT and all this. Oh, and it, yeah, and it I was wrong. It and went right out. No, and also Comedy Central. Like, <laughs> yeah, Marissa pointed that out to me. We don't know who put the info up, but it wasn't her, and it was wrong. Uh, Ali was all over it. So. I was trolling y'all. It's ain't nothing to do that day. Hey, nice thank to y'all. Be here. Thanks for being here. Thank y'all for Ali. Ali Sadiq. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, get those tickets. Like I said, you can go to punchlinephilly.com. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, let me give away a fifty dollars Redstone gift card. Yes, because uh, they. Served up the food this morning, and uh, Redstone Grills in Plymouth meeting officially reopened after the fire they had a little while back. Uh, so we thank them uh, for their uh, bringing by here, and they want to thank you for your support. Red uh, reservations at redstonegrill.com. We'll take caller number uh, nine, and we will give you that $50 gift card. 215 263 WMMR. We'll be right back. MMR rocks Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2019. Presented by Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum. A gigantic 18-foot-tall R2-D2 is coming down. The giant hoagie has come down. There have to be 20 people inside that thing. Join the party Friday, March 1st at Jack Frost Mountain, where the snow comes first. This is like mummers on acid. Mummers on acid on snow. It's a spectacle on snow where everyone has a blast. Amazing cardboard creations, thrilling runs, and epic fails. Be a part of the gallery up and down the tubing hill. There are people falling on top of each other. Complete pandemonium! Hit the slopes on the cheap with the MMR VIP lift ticket special. Just $20 available until noon on February 27th or while supplies last. Details at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2019 at Jack Frost Mountain. Presented by Captain Morgan Original Spice Rum. Live like a captain. Join the group and sponsored by Sprint and J.P. Mascaro and Sons. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I want to thank uh, Michael Musselman, who is the director of operations for Redstone American Grill, who's been here this morning for what we call a meat and eat. They bring in a bunch of food. All of our guests are, are uh, dining on fantastic food from Redstone. And then we have some giveaways that we give to you. Uh, but Michael brought me a bottle of bourbon, yeah. and it's a special bottle. It's an old Forester birthday bourbon, and he was giving me the story about this They. Uh, they release a barrel of this every year on uh, the original uh, distiller, uh, Mr. Forrester's birthday. Wow. And this is a 12-year-old bourbon, barreled in 2005, the year we started here at MMR. He brought it specifically oh. for that year, which is pretty cool. And he says it's hard to get your hands on this. Like, it flies off the shelf. So thank you, Michael. That was cool. And they're, they're bourbon connoisseurs. They have bourbon 
uh, uh, special nights where they debut certain kinds and, and, and do bourbon tastings and things at Redstone. People love those nights. Yeah, you know, if you're if you have a cultivated palate, yep. that's something you want to partake in. So that's one of the things that I really actually do love about Redstone. Um, and uh, you know, I'm not into bourbon, but the wine list. So that's part of um, what Mike does. Is he he handpicks all of that stuff that's on the menu. So it's not like across the board at all of the Redstones you're going to get you know the exact same wines and bourbons and things like that. He you know he specifically picks them and he mm-hmm. picks good alcohols uh, and puts them on the list. Uh, so thank you to him and uh, Amanda Walski and uh, Pedro Lugo uh, for being here this morning and serving up. We'll do some more giveaways in a little bit. Uh, you know what I haven't done, and I need to do this now as far as giveaways go. I haven't given away any of the uh, movie passes for our screening of Captain Marvel, uh, which is on Tuesday uh, next week. So let's take five callers, 215-263-WMMR. Case, what theater is that going to be at? It's at Warrington? Uh, yeah, the UA. Uh, no, is it UA Warrington? It's a no, Regal. Regal. It's, it's a Regal Warrington. Oh. Uh, yeah, because we usually do these at the King of Prussia, but King of Prussia is going to be under construction mm-hmm. uh, all next week. They're doing some, like, renovations and Putting stuff. in a swimming pool. So, But we wanted to make sure that this uh, screening was going to be an IMAX, so that's why we did it at the Regal Warrington. All right, 215-263-WMMR. You need to be there by 7 o'clock. Uh, movie starts at 7.30. Also, for your viewing pleasure, uh, the latest Daily Rush video is up and running, and the name of it is called The Fictional Documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is well done. Yeah. Description is fictional factoids about uh, factionist uh, factolaticals about <laughs> rock bands. Um, and in this, you'll hear Casey throw it back to himself. Yes. At some point. I, first time ever. Yeah. I believe it or not. Uh, it's a store. It's great. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of great uh, production they did with yeah. the video, too, if you want to check Real that quick, out. Real quick, though. Is fictional a word? I know I made it up on the spot, but... It, was it like an idiot? Well, see, a, like, a, a, fictional ta- a fictitious town is what you normally say. Fictional sounds weird. Yeah. Let me... Uh, uh, we can up. check. Right, a fictitious, is, I think, is the more appropriate way. I have a friend who wanted to make a competition. A fictional. Competitious a word. You know, to be competitious is the same as to be competitive. Yeah, fictional is not a word. Fictional, fictional is. Fictional is the yeah. word. Fictional. Yeah. Not fictitious. <laughs> not fictitious. Well... You, just, you added a syllable. It's... Felictoid. <laughs> But it's great because in it, you were, we were kind of bust my chops a little bit, and you're, and you're just like. And the bottom line is, you knew what I meant. Well, there's a perfect example earlier you today. Yes, as you're reading copy, you're saying things in your mind, Kathy. You and you, you didn't even know you did it today. Oh, it was it, that was just it was signs, it. and you said sings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. singing. Yeah. It was in it was in uh, the it was about uh, Trump and and uh, yeah. Kim Jong Un <laughs> signing something. You said they were singing. They were singing something. Oh. And I just it's the great edge. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear <laughs> agreement that <laughs> never been signed. Ah, tremendous, tremendous, bing, bing, bong, bong. Do we have "I'm so lonely" from uh, oh, which yeah. would be probably John's yeah, father <laughs> yes. from, uh, yeah, from yeah. There's Team America? America. Yeah. I'm oh, so lonely. <laughs> Wait, what was the happy noise that Nick came up with? Oh, it was an email sent that Nick sent. Has it been dubbed off? It was uh, when you were talking. I don't know. I sent it to Marissa as well. Um, but okay. uh, it was we were talking about shopping yesterday. And uh, and press and then Preston was just before Preston could even finish asking you the question, you knew what it was a reference to, and you made a sound okay. that was pure joy. It's pretty great. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Case, you can you can skip that. And, oh, well, here it is. Okay, I'm sorry. This is not Kathy. But... I'm so lonely. <laughs> so lonely. Yeah. So lonely and sad. Real lonely. <laughs> Get no one. <laughs> 
just me only sitting on my rental throne. I work really hard and make up great plans, but nobody listens, no one understands. We get choked up. Seems right, no one takes me seriously. And so. So he would have been singing, maybe, you know. Yeah. Quite possibly. But anyhow, yeah, Kathy had said they were singing. Here, Casey, here we do you want to pot up my computer? Sing no, we got it. Oh, you got it? Okay. Yeah, here we oh, go. so this was Kathy at the moment. I think yeah. that I told her that I paid for shipping. Yeah. And she went. That's oh! <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh! Wait, wait, hold that, hold it, hold that. Okay. I think I can help you out here. All Just right. one second. All right, here we go. Wow, Kathy. That's pretty really good. No, that's disgust. That's as I know it is. But I know, but it. Uh, I think that would be appropriate. It'd be about the same thing. It's about the yeah. same thing. Yeah. It's a general disgust. Yeah. Shipping and sex. Yeah. Oh, shipping fees and sex. You know, shipping. Paying for shipping and sex. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I, I do though. I, you, Kathy's so funny because you, you and, and Claire are right on. Like, if I t- and by the way, hon, I, I got this on sale. High five! Yes. <laughs> or, 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 or like, uh, you know, uh, uh, free shipping. She just, like, chest pumps me. It's, a, it's hilarious. Nice. Uh, by the way, I need to mention that the Daily Rush video, if you want to check out the factitional documentaries, uh, it's at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's newest comedy club restaurant and bar. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Five. And it's brought to you this morning by Jack Frost. Big Boulder Ski Areas. Mark your calendar for the President of Steve Cardboard Classic tomorrow oh, at Jack Frost. Oh. Uh, WMMR.com uh, to grab lift t- tickets for just $20 or uh, no. just get the information there. How about that? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Where do we go? How about this one? Uh, if you have kids old enough to use your phone, you should... Password protect basically everything. An 11-year-old boy in China managed to drain his grandfather's retirement savings by using the man's phone to uh, tip live-streaming hostesses. So he was, like, online porn, like hookers. Well, I don't know. Uh, But they were live-streaming hostesses. And the grandfather, uh, named Lee, was shocked to find nearly $6,000 disappeared from his account over the course of three days. After he checked his transaction records, he found almost all the money had been paid to IQIYI, or Q-I-Y-I, however you pronounce that. It's one of the largest online video websites in China. The boy admitted that he had spent his grandpa's money to tip and buy presents for his favorite female video game live streamers on the site. There you go. Okay. Not porn. Uh, it and uh, Iqui said that it would offer a refund to the grandfather following an investigation. Animal rescuers in Britain responded to a home where they ended up removing a snake, and the snake had turned blue from the cleaning products inside the toilet where it was hiding, like a blue snake, like yeah. Tidy Bowl. Yeah, the RSPCA said a family renovating the home. 
uh, said they had just purchased in uh, Basildon, England. Found a snake in the bathroom when the reptile knocked over a lit candle. They found the animal had taken up residence in the toilet's tank. Uh, the snake was identified as a non-venomous rat snake <laughs> and is believed to be someone's pet. Uh, it's being cared for by a veterinarian to make sure that it didn't ingest any of the blue cleaning fluid. Yeah, you wouldn't want the snake to get sick. Uh, this is terrible. A 56-year-old female hiker was killed by falling rock and ice at Yosemite National oh, Park oh, in California. Man. Yeah, We were just talking about Yosemite. Uh, and they said that uh, Jean Wang was hiking on Yosemite's Mist Trail when she was hit by rock and ice. Now, while the trail is popular, it's closed at this time of year because... Of icy and hazardous conditions. They always post that stuff, but I, I know people, they'll just do what they want to do. It's yeah. not like there's a guard sitting there. In fact, the Park Service said that uh, the trail closure is clearly marked, yeah. and there is a gate on the trail reminding visitors of the closure. She ignored the signs, went around the gate, and the incident happened on the trail. So they close those for a reason, gang. You have things like that happen all the time where people will go on a trail or, or take an off-road vehicle onto a trail yeah. and then get trapped in snow or an avalanche. They don't realize it. Everything's being managed. you got to be careful. Yep. Uh, this is disturbing. An 800-year-old crusader from a crypt in a Dublin church has been decapitated by vandals. Uh, Archdeacon David Pierpoint said that the crusader's head had been severed from his body and, this ta- sucks. and taken away. You live for 800 years. No, he wasn't alive. <laughs> oh. It was uh, it was a corpse. <laughs> oh. Yeah. To, and to go like and that. And to go I like mean, that. Come on. You're 800 years old. You, like, live through plague after Everything. plague. Everything. Oh. Older than our own country here. The discovery was made as a tour guide was preparing to open the church for visitors on Monday afternoon. Uh, the archdeacon said he was upset and disappointed that the church had been targeted again by vandals. The crypt of St. Meekins was vandalized in 1996. Said, I'm a crusader. <laughs> he said initially it was uh, quite disgusting when he saw what had happened, but now it's just sad. Uh, apparently, uh, the crypt has been badly damaged, and several of the mummies, including the 400-year-old remains of a nun, had been desecrated in the incident. The crusader's body was turned over, and his head was removed. The crypt of St. Meekins was previously vandalized in 1996 when a group of teenagers broke in and took a number of mummified bodies from the coffins. They dragged them onto the grounds and seemed to be playing football with their heads. That's just wrong. Uh, he had it, thankfully. It's at, called soccer over there. Mm-hmm. At the, no, it's called football over there. Oh, is it's it? It's soccer here. Uh, you're right. <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's called soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, they're trying to find out who did it. Uh, Steve, I, I thought this would be interesting specifically uh, for you because you had a, a Great Dane when you were younger. Yes. Veterinarians in Arizona performed a C-section on a Great Dane to help her deliver 19 puppies. <gasps> Wild. The Kingman Animal Hospital said that it took 11 staff members to perform the procedure on Saturday after the dog, and I think your dog's name was Clem, right? Clem. Clementine Montbellary Rock. This one is Cleo. Cleo. Uh, was brought in with a different, uh, with it, with a difficult labor. Uh, they said the puppies are all healthy and Cleo's doing great after her C-section. The Great Danes typically have leader, uh, leaders, <laughs> litters of about eight puppies. We will control the world. <laughs> uh, but this had... More than twice the number of the average. One of the greatest dogs you could ever have. They're, yeah. they're huge, but they are their disposition is so sweet, and they're great with kids. Yeah, I actually have, um, 
you know, in my mind, uh, a list of types of dogs I need to own before I die. And right. Great, Great Dane is definitely one of them. And they need to, like, Great Danes especially, they have to have a proper name. Yes, you I know think what so. I mean? Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're, they're bigger than most humans. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we'll do one more story and then wrap it up. Uh, Gwendolyn Agard's story. Uh, she had initially refused to talk about it on camera, but now she's doing it. She didn't see the big deal, but everyone else did. She's a 79-year-old woman, fended off a burglar. As he tried to get inside her home, uh, she had called 911, and she shot at the 20-year-old suspect twice with her 38 and 45. Wow. Uh, she was able to fend him off until deputies arrived to arrest him. And what's funny is what she said to him. Uh, she uh, decided to tell her story, and she started with what she said. The first thing she told the man who dared to break into her home was, and that quote, I said, mother effer, if you come any further, you're a dead son of a bitch. <laughs> I love that. I know. Uh, she said she had heard a She's noise. She's Joan Wick. And uh, she said. <laughs> Joan Wick. Uh, she started yeah. her work and uh, knew uh, she had heard a noise. She knew that the sound wasn't normal, not taking any chances. She armed herself with a thirty-eight, and that's when she heard a louder noise. And then something hit her door, she recounted. Uh, the man was hitting the back door of her porch with a rubber mallet that he retrieved from a neighbor's barn. Uh, the glass shattered. He came inside, and he was naked. Oh. Uh, she said he didn't have no pants on. He was naked. <laughs> Not no pants, no how. She tried to warn the man that she was armed and even fired a warning shot, but she says the man uh, went on upstairs and started ransacking her home, and since the thirty eight wasn't working, she went over and grabbed her forty five. <laughs> That's grandma for you. She's looking at her going, yeah. all right, I got to get something bigger. Give me a racket. Uh, she called 911. She started giving 911 and giving them a play-by-play as she waited for the deputies to get there. She was actually scared when she was talking to to them, uh, but when the man tried to come downstairs, uh, Hi, she, she fired again. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. Agard fired again, to which the man asked in surprise, "Bitch, Hi, Grandma." Hang on. Yeah, he said in surprise, "Bitch, are you trying to kill me?" I love the language flying back and forth. And her yeah. her reply to him was, "Oh, you finally got the message." <laughs> That's Damn. a tough woman. I, I love, love her. Better. Yeah. So uh, the cops came, and they ended up grabbing him. She said, I don't know what his intention was, but I know what mine was if I had seen him. So she was going to take him out. Pretty funny. There you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. We're going to take one more break. We'll come back in just a second or two. Stay with us. We're going to have a lesson question. See if you've been paying attention. Some goodies up for grabs. Be right back. The MMR mobile app. Use it to grab the MMR live stream and MMR audio on demand, including the Preston and Steve podcast. Bring up the live studio webcam, too. The MMR app is Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible, and it's free. What a beautiful, bright, shiny-looking day it is. Oh, I love this. Temperatures are going to go up to about 40. I mean, we're not getting a great beautiful warm day doesn't really matter because we want it to remain a little bit on the cool side at least until after tomorrow which for the cardboard classic weather forecast as it stands looks perfect um maybe a snow shower overnight a nice little uh coating which would be wonderful in and around this area i heard an in- a coating to an inch yes nothing um, nothing really to deal with it up there like a 20 percent chance of precipitation tomorrow is going to happen um you know it Maybe later on today there. That'd be nice. And uh, we're at a high of like 36 tomorrow, and that's usually not till later in the day. So in the morning when we're doing uh, the Cardboard Classic, it should be perfect condition. So we're looking forward to that. 
Uh, as far as around here, though, uh, 39 tomorrow, the high, and then uh, clouds on Saturday, 43, and then we might get some rain on Sunday. But uh, not a bad-looking day as of now. We're going to do the lesson question for today. Four-pack of tickets to see Match Room Boxing is what we are going to give away. And uh, let me see here. I haven't had a chance to really look at these. I know, Nick, you gave me these like 10 minutes ago, and I didn't look at them. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. There's a few Mark Norman-inspired questions in there. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I may go with one of those. We were talking about the Cardboard Classic. So Mark, who was on earlier this morning... Uh, said the cardboard classic is how refugees escape from what country? Two one five two six three WMMR. The cardboard classic is how refugees escape from which country? If you were listening, you know the answer. Then you should call right now two one five two six three WMMR. While you're trying to get through, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Duncan. Uh, Girl Scout cookie-inspired flavors are back at Dunkin'. Enjoy $2 medium lattes and cappuccinos from 2 to 6 p.m. Preston and Steve run on Dunkin', and participation may vary. Limited time offer. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Kylie Jenner reportedly asking her boyfriend, Travis Scott, if Jordan Woods ever acted inappropriately towards him, as she did when she slept with Khloe Kardashian's boyfriend, Tristan Thompson. Travis reportedly responded saying, quote, that depends if appropriately means ass stuff. Oh, Oh, my God. Fox announcing that it is happening. A revival of 90210 is going into production for next year. However, since the revival will feature the original cast, the series will now be called Hollywood Hills 90068 because that's where Forest Lawn is. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, 44-year-old Ryan Seacrest breaking up with his girlfriend of three years, 27-year-old Shayna Taylor. Seacrest says that while there was a 17-year difference between them, she had the soul of a 27-year-old vagina. (laughs) (laughs) That's your All righty. We're looking for an answer to this question. The Cardboard Classic is how refugees escape from which country. All right, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Buddy. Hey, Buddy. How you doing? How you doing? Good. So, Buddy, the Cardboard Classic is how refugees escape from which country? Canada. Canada! You're right, buddy. Hang on. For the correct answer, I have a four-pack of tickets for you to see Match Room Boxing. And that's March 15th at Leah Core Center. And uh, you can get your tickets at leahcorecenter.com. We're ready for music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. You piece of We're live! Brought to you this morning by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University, offering quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Their expert audiologists are going to help you hear your best. Information at salusuhealth.com slash P-E-I. Soundgarden and Pearl Jam drummer Matt Cameron has reportedly launched some sort of a new musical project with Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. Wow. Sounds pretty cool to me. Uh, The two... Appeared in brief video clips from the studio along with Melvin's frontman, Buzz Osborne. But no other details about the project have surfaced yet. Cameron has always been involved in different projects and artists over the years. When not busy with Soundgarden or Pearl Jam uh, and releasing a solo album, or I'm sorry, he did release a solo album called Cave Dweller in late 2017. And Taylor Hawkins also has launched several side projects when not working with Foo Fighters, including uh, the Coattail Riders, uh, the cover band Chevy Metal, and more recently, the Birds of Satan. So we'll see what they hold in store down the road. 
Celebrating the life of Chester Bennington, a photo exhibit by Jim Luval is scheduled for March 20th, what would have been the 43rd birthday of the late Lincoln Park singer. And this will be at Black Sheep Gallery in Burbank, California. It's sold out. Uh, due to the demand, organizers have added a second date the following night on Thursday, March 21st. Uh, the exhibition will feature never-before-seen photos captured by Bennington's close friend, uh, Luval. A portion of the proceeds will be donated to Chester's widow to Linda Bennington's charity for suicide prevention called 320 Changes Direction. <clears throat> Muse frontman Matt Bellamy recently spoke with Guitar World magazine about the changing role of the guitar in a musical landscape currently dominated by EDM and beat-oriented music. Uh, Bellamy explained the only kind of guitar that is relevant, or at least still useful nowadays, is guitar that is showcased as being a guitar. And by that, I mean the guitar is no longer heard just strumming away in the background and creating a sort of pad-like sound. He said rock music as a genre is shifting, and it has to shift. It is no longer a dominant force on the pop chart, so I think finding ways to incorporate other instrumentation into Muse has been a sort of passion of ours, and it's something that we're sticking to. Uh, Muse has experimented with electronic sounds on many of its albums, with Bellamy saying there's no reason that, from a production aspect, that we have to restrict ourselves to the instruments that we're mostly trained to use, which are guitar, bass, and drums, and maybe piano. We're no longer in an age where people identify themselves purely with one genre of music, like how the 20th century was the rock and pop culture. Now people just love the music they love. So that's his take. Word. Yeah, telling Guitar Magazine. And then finally, the Oscar award-winning Queen biopic Bohemian Rhapsody will finally be released in China with the scenes showcasing drug use and Freddie Mercury's gayness cut from the movie. It's kind of a weird thing, is it not? It's going to be a lot less movie. But they've added this scene, Preston. This is one massive man. You found it. Yeah, it's just crazy. There's a lot of drugs and a lot of gayness in that movie. Yeah, there is. Well, uh, there is. It's so stupid. (laughs) It's so stupid to take that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they'll uh, they'll have the cuts, removing portrayals of drug use. And the music, too. They're taking that out. Uh, Drug use (laughs) and several intimate kisses between... Uh, Rami Malek's Mercury and other male characters. The movie actually ends up being just a wonderful little story about a guy who loads luggage into planes. That's <laughs> just the beginning. <laughs> Unlike in most major films, will only be uh, it'll only be getting a limited release in China, courtesy of the National Alliance of Art House Cinemas, a public private. Uh, public private. Yeah, it's a public private. Says <laughs> it. Public dash private initiative. Okay. Uh, run by the state-supported China Film Archive and Consortium of Commercial Theater Chains. Do you know a movie they let stay completely intact? Monster Truck. Oh, man, really? I mean, come on, man. If you're going to cut one, cut the other. All right, and that's what I have in the uh, music news segment for you. One last $50 gift card to the great Redstone American Grill. This is uh, in Plymouth Meeting, uh, who visited us today, by the way. RedstoneGrill.com and back in business better than ever and is the perfect spot for a business lunch or romantic dinner. Reservations at RedstoneGrill.com. Caller number 21. We are going to give you that $50 gift card. 215-263-WMMR is the number, so go ahead. And thanks again to Redstone for giving us the dinners that we gave away for Valentine's Day, if you remember. Yeah. A lot of happy people after that. We're going to take a break. Coming back in just a moment or two to wrap up the program. Stay with us. Said. 
President Steve Show about ready to come to a close for today. Uh, this time tomorrow, we'll be walking out of the E2000 Lounger by now as we wrap up the show at 10 a.m. on Cardboard Classic Day. <clears throat> but we'll already, by this time, be on our uh, staging area. Yeah. And welcoming the crowd and getting started with our fastest sled competition, which is how we lead off the Cardboard Classic. And then we start sending down the creations and uh, see how they fare. And this year, some new awards. One of them is our favorite fail, which I'm excited for. And our judges are all prepared to uh, to make the call on who's going to win all those cash prizes. We got two thousand this time around for the first place, so we doubled that. The cool part is you get a good chunk of this, and then honestly, if the conditions and they should be very, very good, then you take to the slopes yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Casey's going to take to the slopes today. Yeah, heading out there to do some uh, some skiing. Or uh, what is it called? Snowblading. Snowblading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can make fun of me all you want. I don't care. Uh, I'm going to go have some fun. It's been a little while since I've actually been on skis. So. You, you, you love the snowblades, right? Which is sort of like a like a an easier. Are they easier skis? They're just smaller. That's yeah. all. So you don't go as fast or whatever. Um, but I just sort of uh, happened upon them a few years back, and and by a few years back, I mean like 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, and, and I fell in love with them. So do you think uh, I could pick something like that up a lot easier than regular skis? Easily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you don't go as fast. Uh, you know, it's easier to maneuver and, you know, all that. Yeah, the longer the ski, the faster you'll go. Okay. So so these are short. They're, they're pussy skis, but they're, you know, they're fun, right? You <laughs> said I could make fun of you, so yeah. I went ahead and did Somebody that. Somebody told me that they're good. Um, so I'm teaching Jace to ski, but they're good for that, so that you're, you don't have the big, long skis, and you can kind of maneuver, help him up if he falls and things like that. So, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, so you're teaching him. If, if yeah. I'm teaching yep. Jace, no, to put Jace on regular skis, but that I would throw those on it's just easier to maneuver oh, around okay. if mm-hmm. you're right. trying to help but somebody. If it, yeah, if you're looking to just have some fun and, yeah. and go down the hill, then that's that's the way to go. And it, you don't have to you don't have to worry about getting out of control. Right. Yeah. Would they be good just for comfortable walking Everyday around town? Wear, yeah. 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 Just for shoes, oh, yeah, just yeah, for yeah, footwear? Yeah, yeah. 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 sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, it's been so long since I've uh, had skis on. I couldn't, like, I knew where my skis were, but I was like, and then I couldn't you find You didn't know where your house was. No, I couldn't find my, my uh, ski boots. Oh. And then I found them. They were just in a corner of the uh, of the um, garage. And so here, it was so scary because I took the There's ski- a monster in there. Well, <laughs> I took the ski boots out of the box, and it looked like at some point, I don't know if this was in my garage or in my shed in my old house. Oh. If... There was a mouse had made a home. Oh, oh totally. Okay. So I'm looking at the boots and, and they look. So the, the box is where the house was, right? Yeah. But, I'm, I, but I had to put my hands into the ski boots. Do you know what I mean? To see, to see like, if the mouse was in there. To see if there was a mouse in there. Yeah. If you remember in Flash Gordon, there was a scene where they had to like stick their hand in that like gross rock and you didn't know if the monster was going to eat your hand or whatever. And if it bit you, you died. Yes. That's what I felt like yeah. when I was putting my hands in those ski boots. <sighs> Thank God. Wow. No dead mice. Get, yes, no, no live mice. mice either. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, what a story. It was um, a great story. Man. Yeah. <laughs> no. Story. Uh, so so we're headed to the Cardboard Classic uh, tonight, and uh, somebody texted and said, where's the party tonight? Uh, well, uh, you had said, Casey, Captain Morgan is doing a- an event at uh, Shenanigans. Shenanigans. That's a legit yeah. party. Straight up, bro. It's not, uh, it's not like an MMR appearance, no. but you will find that... <laughs> Everybody from the cardboard class yeah. is going to be there, and our sales staff will be there. Yeah, yeah, they will. I mean, oh, they're, yeah. Their tagline. 
If you've always wanted to meet Matt Cowper, he'll be there tonight. Tonight, you'll hear him when you it's get gonna there. Be sick. Sick. It's gonna be sick. It's gonna yeah. be sick. It's gonna be a rager. Yeah. Cake stands and everything. A rager. Yeah. They usually uh, actually snow skis. Use <laughs> use the slogan. Sooner or later, everybody ends up at shenanigans, and it's true because there's not a ton of places to go in and around. There's nothing uh, there's, else. All right, I was being kind, but uh, yeah, everybody <laughs> ends up shenanigans, and it's a fun place. Pierre, we've done karaoke there. Many, many times, and it's a blast. It's what, cool. I, what I do here is, you know, regardless, the place is set up and, and conducive for a lot of fun. It's awesome. Yeah. It's always interesting to see the sales staff roll in the next morning. Yes. Though. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. are hurting. They're green. The day. They put I mean, it on I somebody's tab. Sick. <laughs> if, if any of us want to want to party a little bit, we we have to temper it a little because yeah. we got to get up before o'clock sure. in the morning and go to work. So we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, floor it. And, uh, and these guys go to town. And, uh, yeah, oh, I feel, I feel sick. I feel so sick. I feel sick. <laughs> uh, real quick, thank yous. Uh, thanks to Richard Curtis. Yeah. Flash Room. TV show is moved to 6.30 p.m. weeknights on Fox 29. He's a great guy. Please watch the show. Uh, Mark Norman, who's going to be helium tonight, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He's great. We love him. Had him by before. And we met a new friend, Alisa Deke. How great was he? He is at Punchline. So lots of great comedy in town this weekend. And thank you once again to Redstone American Grill for coming by today. They are open again after the fire, and they brought by a lot of great stuff. So we appreciate that. Pierre is here. Pierre will be joining us tomorrow for Cardboard Classic. I will. And headed down tonight, or do you I'm going go by- to go this evening. Normally okay. I go the day of, but yeah. uh, there is some snow uh, off and on forecast, so I thought uh, I would do the right thing and cool. go early. You think you'll end up at shenanigans tonight? Anything is possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> All right. I don't have to get up as early as you do. That's cool that you'll be on the grounds, too. You can, you know, and and, and, and bop on over earlier and hang with us. I will know. bop, yeah. and I will be. Good. Well, you've had to deal with the line getting in, and we've you know we've been saying all week, we've been saying forever, get there early tomorrow because a lot of people show up, and there there are a lot of sleds, but there are a lot of spectators as well, and you, you want to make sure if you're going to get there to get there early so you can see the event. You know, yeah. it's it's weird though in a way you 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 because you have an electric car, you you can't tear gas pumps out anymore. <laughs> you would have to have your your electric your electric oh plug right God. would have to tear out of the wall. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It, well, it won't let you even go out of the. It won't let you move. If oh, the well, plug if it's plugged in. in. Okay, but there you go. So it won't let you do that. <laughs> well, thank God. Uh, Steve is referring. If you haven't heard, uh, <laughs> I was at the Conshohocken Wawa, and there's a. I mean, the Concha. Well, there's a Sunoco, and there's a uh, Wawa right next door. I put. I was filling, and I said, "I'm going to run in, get coffee and my vitals." <laughs> I ran out, and of course, I'm running ever so slightly behind, so I'm really running, and I throw all the stuff in the car and put it in gear and. Off I go. <laughs> I go. Oh dear. Oh my You're in a club with Preston. Yeah. Well, he joined did, first. Yeah. He did it after. I, yeah, he, a, he's the I'm founder. The yeah. Exactly. <laughs> then I, I, I mistakenly told my producer at the time, Jason. I said, Shh, no, just don't. And of course, ten minutes later, I'm hearing it <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> Guess what Pierre did? Oh, I wish we had video of that. <laughs> you rat. Ah, <laughs> uh, fun time had by all. Yeah. All right, uh, let's do this letter, and then we'll yes. uh, turn the controls over to you. Here Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. R as in regional. All right, and we got one more letter to go. We'll get it tomorrow, and then we'll give away the four tickets to see WWE live Saturday night at the Hard Rock Hotel Casino Atlantic City, plus two hotel rooms for the night. And you can come to the Legends of the Ring Friday night at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. They'll discuss the WWE. And then on Saturday, WWE Live takes over Atlantic City 
at the Hard Rock. You can get tickets at Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic City.com. Uh, what is on the program today, sir? We will have a workforce block of Bon Jovi. John's birthday's coming up this weekend. We've got Pop Evil in the workforce box. We've got a Rolling Stones block. Brian Jones of the band would have had he survived, been 77 today. And we'll have more Bob Weir tickets and more Corn and Alice in Chains tickets. And we'll get ready for the Cardboard Classic. Very cool. Looking forward to it. Let me thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today. By Acme. They are the official supermarket of the Presidency Show. Also, Jack Frost and Big Boulder Ski Areas, JFBB, where the snow comes first. That's where we'll be tomorrow. And the Atlantic City Boat Show. It's going on now through March 30th. Uh, not March 30th, March 3rd. It's a month-long boat show. <laughs> March 3rd at the Atlantic the City, City never Convention Center, acboatshow.com. So, that's it, gang. Have a great day. We'll see you on the slope tomorrow. Rage on. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Oh, my God. Where are my keys? 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 Oh, there. Next message. If you're going to Jack Frost tonight, y'all got Zooks. Got Zooks. If you're going to drink all the beer you can, y'all got Zooks. Got Zooks. If you're headed to Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic 2019 and you're so excited you can't wait, y'all get this gazooks. Next message. Well, I can't comprehend this. These millennials are sitting in the office with their hands all perfectly clean like a model. And us people are 40s, 50s, and 60s. We're on the shop bucks in our asses. And they keep bringing more and more work out and expect it all done by Friday? No, I don't think so, brother. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.